Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. It is a football Friday. It is a free beer Friday. It is a tie-dye Friday here on Pirate Radio Live. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We've got some viewers and a severe lack of likes, so I need you to smash that like button. Chandler's not here today to tell you to smash that like. CJ, could you uh, fill the role of Chandler and tell people to smash the like button, smash the subscribe? We need some smashing going on. Yeah, I mean, as always, we appreciate you guys watching, whether it's on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or listening on the radio. But we do need to ask you one more thing. We need to ask you to smash the like button. And we need to ask you to smash one more thing. The subscribe button. We need a like and we need to subscribe. Are we on camera? Yeah. That's two things. Can you do two things for us? A like and a subscribe. Very Chandler-esque. Well done, CJ. And also message us if you're wearing tie-dye as well. Yes. We, we want to see your tie-dye. There are, two, there are three people on this show and two of those three just found out we're all wearing tie-dye. <laughs> That would be me. Oh, and me. Well, it sure. didn't even dawn on me he was wearing tie-dye until I turned it around. It didn't That's dawn on me laughing. that I was wearing tie-dye. Well, Shirley and I are twinsies, and CJ's rocking the purple tie-dye on a purple-gold Friday here in the Pirate Radio studios, and we have a lot to discuss on today's show. We will talk to East Carolina wide receiver Isaiah Winstead. He came by the Pirate Radio studios this morning and uh, had a chat with him. We'll play that interview for you at the uh, Delcor players lounge uh spilling over into friday so we'll have that interview coming up we'll have our ecu practice report brought to you by flight by yingling coming up later on this hour as well here from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell hour two oh this is exciting i got a clean i got a sheet of paper here with a schedule of games and what we're gonna do we're gonna pick those games and we're gonna do that today and for the next 18 weeks and then we're going to do it in the playoffs, and we're going to be doing it every Friday until early February. And that's... It just sounds real good uh, to hear. That feels good. That feels good. Can't wait uh, to talk some NFL. Hour two of today's show we will uh, break down Panthers and Browns. Big division game for CJ Steelers as well. So we'll uh, we'll pick the games. I got Chan Man's winners already. So uh, we'll have our picks with Tony Dunn. And C.J. Schaefer also on today's show. Morgan Aylers, voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, getting ready for home game number two and hopefully win number one for the Pirates. We'll talk to Morgan about East Carolina Old Dominion. Brian North will join us to talk about all the football action going on, high school, college, and pro, and Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop radio show. We'll talk golf. We'll talk about his Clemson Tigers. We'll talk about his New England Patriots and more coming up later on on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, I want to know your feelings on East Carolina Old Dominion. Also, another question I threw out this afternoon on Twitter, and I'd like to hear from you. Uh, what jerseys do you own? 
what jerseys do you own now what jerseys did do you own during a kid are you a jersey guy because it is football season you're gonna you're gonna go to uh your sports bar on sunday maybe you're making the trip to bank of america stadium or fedex field and what are you gonna see you're gonna see grown men wearing football jerseys you're gonna see some grown ladies and a whole bunch of kids wearing jerseys so i just got to thinking uh what uh what jerseys do you own i uh i have my list here and i'll read some of the comments from uh that i got on twitter earlier today but if you'd like to chime in on that you can as well my jersey collection is michael westbrook maybe people are saying who the hell's michael westbrook that would be me he is a uh I think the fourth overall pick of the 1995 NFL draft out of Colorado. CJ, have you seen the famous play Cordell Stewart, Hail Mary for Colorado in the big house against Michigan? It is a play that has shown quite a bit. I vaguely, I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, I vaguely remember. Westbrook uh, caught that touchdown. Okay. Thought he was going to be great, but really he just uh, was very early in the run of crap receivers taken by Washington in the first round. I remember when I I got that jersey, uh, we were going to a Redskins game in 1996, and the choices were Gus Verrott or Michael Westbrook. And Westbrook was my favorite player at the time, and my dad said, you sure you want Westbrook? I think he didn't want to let me know that Westbrook was going to be a bum and never live up to his potential. But he, he, I said, yeah, and he got it. So he let you dream. Appreciate that, Dad. Um, so I've still got the Michael Westbrook in the closet. I have a Sean Taylor jersey. Rest in peace. Uh, I, my most recent purchase, uh, Washington wise, was a John Riggins jersey, which I do still wear from time to time. And on the Braves side, I have a Fred McGriff and a Ronald Acuna Jr. And that is, oh, I have uh, Edron James. Because he was, um, when I first started playing fantasy football, he was like on my first team in 1999. And uh, I got a, I found a jersey online, like a double XL Colts Edron James. And it's a replica. It's not the authentic. But it was like eight bucks on eBay. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So uh, I do have an Edron James jersey as well. CJ, what does your jersey collection look like? So when I was a kid... I know there were four that I had. I had uh, two Celtics, two Steelers. It was Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Uh, And then I had a... Question. Did you wear basketball jerseys with no sleeves underneath? I wore... Are you talking about like just in public yeah i I wore something under it it was usually like just a plain white t-shirt where did you wear this to um like hanging out with friends or i've probably i probably wore it to school a couple times okay i know so the the steelers jerseys was a ben roethlisberger and a troy palomalu i know the two times uh or i'm sorry the three times that pittsburgh went to the super bowl when i was a kid the day before or i guess the friday before the game and the monday after i wore it um not not after the loss to the packers i didn't wear it the day after the loss to the packers but uh the other times yeah it was it was a uh wear to school okay well it's much easier to pull off i was asking about the basketball it's much easier to pull off a football jersey and a baseball jersey than a basketball jersey much easier you have to have a certain body type for it to look right yeah and uh that's probably why i don't own any basketball jerseys it's 
now I like I just I just bought a uh, Key Brian Hayes jersey, Pittsburgh Pirates jersey that came in a few weeks ago. That one's easier for me to wear. Um, I mean, baseball jerseys are just easy to style. Yeah. So I just enjoy baseball jerseys. Like I have a uh, Fernando Tatis baseball jersey. Not I have no affiliation with the Padres. I just you're a big steroids guy. Yeah, I guess I guess I am now. They're really into roids. Okay, yep. cool. All right, um, Shirley, I know one jersey you own. Yes. Uh, Abby Wambach. I actually have two Abby, Wamba- Abby Wambach jerseys. Any others? Um, the only one I can remember having, because first of all, jerseys are expensive. Yes. And well, depends on where you look. Well, okay, fair. But um, sometimes you where- got to go across the pond. Well, I will. Let's just put it this way: When I was growing up, I didn't have the money to buy jerseys, and I was not aware of across the pond at the time. So <laughs> let's just. How about we just leave it at that? Yeah. I did at one time own a Wesley Walls jersey. Oh wow! And there may be some people asking, "Who the hell is Wesley Walls?" Used right, to play for CJ? the Carolina Panthers. Correct. Carolina Panthers tight one. end. Yeah, uh, it was way back when when we used to when we first started uh, pirate radio we used to be an affiliate for the panthers yeah. and so i had uh, gotten tickets to go to a game and while i was at the stadium i bought a wesley walls jersey that is pretty random and awesome at the same time yeah and i had it for years and then uh, i don't know what happened to it i guess i got rid of it but i did buy a rebecca lobo jersey <laughs> uh at the you know at the yukon or pro pro who did you play for she played for the New York Liberty. Liberty. I knew that. Well done, I sir. That. I knew that. Um, but unfortunately, uh, a friend of mine who was an even bigger Rebecca Lobo fan kind of hijacked it from me, and I never got it back. So, wow. Okay. Um, as far as I know, those are the only ones I've, Rebecca I've ever Rebecca Lobo. There's yeah. a name from the past. The soccer jersey reminded me of one. Uh, I went to a U.S. Women's National Team qualifying, World Cup qualifying game in 2018, and I bought uh, this one while i was there oh yeah Cliff, yeah i don't know if you recognize this jersey but it yeah. did the it was way cheaper to not have anybody's name on it so oh yeah, I yeah. Did that now I, I did have a chicago blackhawks jersey um really? sweater yeah yeah it was pretty heavy um but it didn't have anybody's name on it like it wasn't specific it just was yeah i want a canes jersey i just haven't pulled the trigger on it i don't even know why i bought it because i don't even <laughs> at that time i did not like hockey and you have no affiliation to chicago no i think i just liked the design and i was like oh this is cool and i got it and i think i maybe wore it three times tyler has uh a michael jordan jersey plot twist wizards michael jordan jersey oh (laughs) okay uh mike p has an eclectic collection uh collection Devin Hester, Matt Forte. So those are Bears. Okay. Allen Iverson, Georgetown jersey. Wow. Okay. Sean Kemp, USA jersey. Wow. And Shaquille O'Neal, Team USA. That's a collection of jerseys. I like that Kemp, U- Here you uh, go. Team USA. Here you go. Who did Sean Kemp play for, Mr. NBA? Oh, you're throwing that to Charlotte. us. CJ. CJ, no, you're Sean history. I don't know. He played for the Seattle Supersonics. <gasps> yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. Along with Fat Left Shrimp. Fat Sean Kemp played for the uh, Cavaliers late in his career. Oh, yeah, that's right. I uh, got some great submissions from uh, the Twitter crowd as well. I want to run over those real quick. Does a Farmville Middle jersey 
count? Uh, I'll allow it. Okay, because I got one of those. Former Pirate Radio intern Justice. Remember him, Shirley? Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. used to call him you because he'd always wear a black hat with nothing on it, and he looked like the guy from the Netflix show You that was like just oh. creeping out everybody. Uh. <laughs> so, hello, you. Uh, Justice says, Freddie, Freddie Freeman, Christian McCaffrey three times. So, three McCaffrey. Luke Keekley and Shaquille O'Neal. How about your buddy Jonathan Wagner's collection, CJ? Juan Soto, Sebastian Ajo, Andre Svechnikov, Tim Duncan, Chris Cooley. Wasn't there a question and he didn't get Chris Cooley at trivia? I think he said he wasn't paying attention. Maybe. But I don't anyway. know. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna save him and say I don't remember that at all. Uh, Martin has a Peyton Manning jersey, a customized Braves jersey. I do have an old Redskins jersey with Brock on the back, I should mention. Uh, a Notre Dame green jersey, a Notre Dame blue jersey, and a Jordan 23 Bulls hockey jersey. The hell is that? Uh, Justin has Trace Jones and Zion, so he's a dookie. Austin Riley, Bryce Wilson, interesting. Christian McCaffrey, Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns, and a Team USA Marcus Stroman jersey. Oh, wow. Team USA baseball jersey would be pretty cool now that I think about it. Chad has Smoltz, Freeman, Chipper Jones, Luke Keekley, and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Josh has an ECU baseball jersey and a Cardinals jersey signed by Alec Burleson. Oh, nice. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool uh shirley while we're doing the show today keep an eye on the cardinals see if they release a lineup uh, what time are they scheduled to play they'll probably you know? play tonight i haven't even looked. okay all right yeah i'll keep an eye on it uh ben has not bought a jersey since college he has art monk santana moss and an ecu number three we'll call that a devon drew i like santana moss this was cool atticus y'all know atticus Sure do. The pirates no, are rolling. Name doesn't ring a bell. The pirates are back. <laughs> pirates are back, baby. This is the greatest day of my life. This loss is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I've never been so happy about a loss in my life. Shirley, you probably remember CJ, maybe before your time, I don't know. But uh he has a Evan Sal- Salzano jersey. Now he was a a walk on for ECU basketball. But when I see this jersey, I think of like Robert Sampson. Miguel Paul, the gray unis. Do you remember these? Uh, yes, and, and I, guess, I wanted one. I guess he got it at the equipment sale. And it looks pretty damn cool. My problem was is those jerseys never were in the size I needed them to be. Because, you know, and they don't. round is a shape. And apparently basketball players are not round. And I don't really like them. I, don't, I didn't like the gray, but now looking at it, it does look pretty cool. So uh, I like the gray ones with the uh, the ones that they wear for Aces for Autism. Oh uh, yeah, with the like puzzle. Uh, yeah, the puzzle great. pieces. Those are, Those awesome. are so cool. Uh, Kara has a Keekly jersey and a Brady's Bucks jersey. Brady's Bucks jersey. Brady Bucks jersey. Hannah Manning has a few of Brandon Manning's jerseys, and she asked, "Does that count?" <laughs> She's I, hashtag I, post thirty nine hashtag Pitt Community College hashtag ECU. Yeah, I think count. the jerseys I count. count. I just don't know if Brandon does. If you could, like, <laughs> hey, he he led a lasting impact on ECU baseball. That's right. I forgot about that. If you could remove his name, which is now your last name, from the back, and maybe uh, 
Hannah, you played sports. I want one of your jerseys. Well, you don't have to. That? You don't have to say which Manning it was. Oh, so it's a Peyton Manning yeah. post thirty nine jersey. Yeah, uh, Eli Manning Pitt Community College jersey, mm-hmm. and a um, who's the young one? Arch. It's an Arch. Arch, yeah. Arch Manning ECU jersey. That's kind of hot. That's Peyton's kid, right? That is Cooper's kid. Oh, Cooper's kid. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Igloo heard earlier today. Stephen Igloo on the UBE Pirate Preview with Jeff Charles. As Vaughn Miller, Peyton Manning, Ken Griffey Jr., Felix Hernandez, and Robinson Cano. All players that never ended their career. Well, Peyton Manning did. I'll take that back. Um, he did want to add he has a Jay Cutler autograph helmet and Dustin Ackley autograph bat. So there you go. Uh, Steve Bailey has uh ECU no name jersey. So this is what this is the NIL thing, man. And like it. It always kind of bummed me out that, like, you could sell number 17 jerseys and, like, Dwayne Harris didn't get a quarter of it, you know? And now, you know, people can do that when they're playing college football. He has a no-name 15 purple jersey, and in parentheses he says Pinkney, a black number two, Hardy. He has a Brady, uh, two Brady's jerseys, including the red throwback. That's pretty cool. I want a Tony Collins red throwback Patriots jersey. He has a Cam Newton uh, blue Patriots jersey. And Bethel Johnson, that's got to be the most random name we're going to hear today. Was he a receiver? That's another one that's way past me. Bethel Johnson. I don't recall ever hearing that name. Yeah, former wide receiver, went to Texas A&M, 2003 second-round pick. Wow. Bethel Johnson. How many people own a Bethel Johnson jersey? That is very random. (laughs) Chad Moore has more jerseys than you. He's got Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Jerry Stackhouse, Cal Ripken Jr., Yancey Thigpen, Drew Bennett, Chris Johnson, Taylor Lewan, Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, Cordell Stewart, Jeremy Shockey, Carolina Cobras, and Chowan College. That's a packed closet right there. That is good a stuff, lot of room. Chad. You got any room ah. for jackets? And sick flex by Chad. He's got his own Chowan jersey in the closet. I might have like a Reedy Branch basketball jersey from my church basketball days. Uh, Drew has Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, Chipper Jones, Zay Jones, Black ECU, Robert Jones, and Vincent Smith signed Cowboys print, Coach K signed print. No one cares about Coach K. Uh, Steve Hill. Has- no. <laughs> hey, Coach. You coming back to Coach next year? No. Okay. Steve has two Sean Taylor jerseys, two RG3 jerseys, a LeVar Arrington, Donovan McNabb, gross, <laughs> Colt Brennan, RIP, and Chase Young. Uh, another, a different CJ, a much cooler CJ, has Reggie Jackson, Penny Hardaway, and a Braun Cleveland and L.A. jersey. And Rob has Randy Moss, Jeff Blake, Harrison Smith, and CJ2K. Casey Brand on YouTube says he has a Panthers Clawson jersey because it was discounted. A what? Uh, 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 Jimmy Clawson? Yes. Gross. Man, that reminds me. Speaking of discounted uniforms, my stepson and I went to Hornets game, and I saw... On the clearance rack 
former Hornet at the time. It was a Bobcats Bismack Biombo jersey. Oh, wow. In my size for cheap. And I don't know why I just didn't get it. But I didn't get it. And then, not only should I have gotten it at that point, they ended up getting him back on the team. It would have been perfect. And I really missed that opportunity. Uh, Rich has tom brady 12 and an old cheap dan morgan 55 do you know dan morgan nope not at all i remember hearing that name cj you're a very sporty guy you just uh you're young i'm, I'm gonna give dan you a pass morgan. on these where have i heard that name before surely you're not young no first of all dan morgan has the most tackles in a super bowl game in super bowl history was he a former redskin he was a panthers linebacker went oh, to panthers. the u and was was pretty good for a short amount of time um will you mention this punt returner's name i have his jersey is that joe theisman returning a punt for washington he's number seven for the redskins i believe that's who it is uh dan also says i played high school football against yancey thickpin when he was at southwest edgecombe tarboro right who Yancey Thigpen. Oh, is he Tarboro and uh, Dan is? Nah, he says Yancey Thigpen went to Southwest Edgecombe. Oh, okay. You know Yancey Thigpen? I know of him. Because he played for the Steelers? Kind of, yeah. That's about it. Okay. It's about the only reason I'd know the name. And because he was from North Carolina. Did he go to state? You wouldn't know that. That's past me. I believe Todd's trying to say Omar Vizquel, Cleveland Indians. That is a pretty random jersey. Pretty cool. All right, there's jersey talk. Wait, this dude has a pair of Tree Rollins size 16 shoes. (laughs) What? How did that happen? (laughs) I don't know. How did that happen? Did Jeff Charles have him on? He had him on a show, right? He did. Tree Rollins was on uh, From the Booth, or either a Pirate Radio podcast with Jeff Charles not too long ago. All right, good discussion. Just to get the sports brain going a, a little bit, talking about jerseys. How about this? If you had to buy a jersey today, CJ, you have a free a, a coupon for a free jersey of your choosing. Who would you pick? Ooh. Yeah. That's tough, wow. Jeff. You got me with that one. On the spot. Uh, past or present? Yeah, any any uniform. I might go I might go throwback Pittsburgh Pirates and get Clemens. Clemens? Wait. Why did I... Clemente? Why did I... Are you okay And the show's over. See you later, everybody. (laughs) CJ, Chandler's not here. This is your big opportunity. We're blowing it. I think you got mom spaghetti on your shirt over there. Yeah, that was awful. You stared at me, and I was like, why is he staring at me? What did I say? (laughs) You're talking about Roger Clemente? (laughs) Yeah. Roberto, wow. Roberto Clemente. Yes. That is like sacrilegious, man. That I, is. I don't know if you can be a pirate. Now I don't want it anymore. Yeah, you're not a pirate fan anymore. Pick a new team. Uh, how about you, Shirley? Just one jersey? Ah, oh, gosh. Um, Probably. Well, since she retired, I'd go with Sue Bird. Sue Bird. What, uh, what team? Seattle Storm. Okay. I'd love to have a Diana Taurasi and a Mega Rapino soccer jersey, but 
By the way, on that note of because uh, I like college uniforms, that would be cool. Yeah. Do you see where Fanatics has a deal now with some players, and you can get the authentic college jerseys with the name on the back? Really? Pretty cool. Wow, that's pretty awesome. And I was trying to think that maybe I would like uh like a Dwayne Harris jersey would be cool, but I don't know. I'm kind of shaped like a grape, and that's a lot of purple on me. <laughs> hello party (laughs) i love you you love me we're a happy family so is it like a select few players or is it like are there a lot of yeah they had like some very very popular players okay and that was all so uh i'll have to look that up i didn't even i wasn't even aware of there aware of that uh let's see who would i go with i would like a daryl green he was one of my all-time favorites oh i have a uh a cheap clinton portis jersey i forgot about that yeah, I was getting ready to say you. I've seen you wear that. Yeah, I have a Portis jersey. I don't know why. I forgot and you've about got that. a Sean Taylor one. Yeah, I mentioned that. Oh, I missed that. Sorry. All right, uh, Newton has Cam Newton and Steve Smith. Wait a minute. This guy's name is Newton Smith, and he has a Cam Newton jersey and a Steve Smith jersey. This was by design. It had to be. No, no, no. Yep, it's by design. I happen to know Newton. What's up, Newton? Genius. Uh, he has Dan Morgan. Y'all ever heard of him? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Clay Matthews. Played for the Packers, didn't he? He did. Okay. He had lovely hair. That's let's, right. Let's take a break, and we'll get into some pirate football. We'll talk to Isaiah Winstead. Tyler, by the way, says free coupon. <clears throat> I'm getting a LaMelo Ball jersey. And yeah, maybe I should... Uh, Maybe I should. <laughs> Chandler reminds me of another jersey, a jersey he has that I also have. He has an Aaliyah jersey. That's right. You're a bricklayer. Uh, from the <laughs> Rock and Jock MTV Basketball. We both have authentic Aaliyah jerseys that we got on Amazon. I'm also, still jealous of those. Jelly. I was so mad when you guys beat me to the punch and got those. That is a very random find for our watch alongs that we did. I was thinking we need to do a watch-along. Uh, this was an inner thought I had that I haven't even expressed to anyone. But I, I have something I want to do this football season. For a road game, I want to do a watch-along right here with all of us and Bryce Williams. Set it up. Because last night I was watching um, the Barstool guys had a stream going and Julian Edelman joined them on it. And it was pretty cool to hear him talk about what happened on that play. Why did the coach do that? I think it'd be cool to have Bryce in here during the game, breaking it down. I'm down with it. We did that with the uh, with the Cran Man once back in the day. Uh, so let's uh, we'll talk to Bryce's people, see if we can do that at some point this year. Take a break. Come back. Isaiah Winstead joins us on the Players Lounge, presented by Delcor. After this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins. 
They can be rented with Wi-Fi if you're by a lake. Be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Welcome back to a free beer football tie-dye Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Bad news, Chandler is not here. Good news, Bo Bats found somebody new to pick on, Shirley. Uh-oh. You ready to hear the Bo Bats text of the day? Yes. He said, CJ definitely has a steroids fetish. He's got a Fernando Tatis Jr. jersey and, of course, uh, his Roger Clemens Clemente jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so I misremembered. I can't, I can't <laughs> live it down. Good call that there, was Shirley. a reference there, sir. That was a reference. That was a reference. All right, coming up later on uh, this hour, we'll hear from Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell. Right now, we'll hear from Isaiah Winstead. He dropped by the Pirate Radio Studios earlier today. We uh, missed out on Isaiah on Monday on the Delcor Players Lounge, but we're able to catch up with the ECU wide receiver today, and uh, let's hear that right now. ECU wide receiver Isaiah Winstead joining us inside the Delcor Players Lounge. You're on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Isaiah, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing? Doing good. And, uh, man, we were waiting for a while to see you on the field, and I finally got to see it last Saturday. Six catches for you. How did you feel your uh, first game here at East Carolina went for you? I feel like it went good, you know. It's first game, so you gotta, you still got stuff you gotta iron out and get better with, you know. I feel like we're gonna get better as the season go. Yeah, game. yeah. And I thought uh, you and Holden had a good connection and and a, fir- a couple of drops early and give credit to NC State for uh, kind of hitting you right when the the ball was getting to you. But man, uh, what a response there after that and uh, made some plays. Had a, a one hander down near the one yard line, almost caught one in the end zone that would have been a heck of a catch so Holden had his two interceptions in the first half it felt like you guys kind of had some adversity early on and then really got it going there after that would you feel that way yeah you know like we're like we're a new team like as far as like you know uh the outside receivers and stuff like that so even though we've been practicing that's the first game and first time we didn't play together so like I feel like after the half we finally like found out who he was and found out our connection and all that stuff so Isaiah Winstead joining us. We saw uh, you, you kind of told us that a little bit of a different Zay Winstead's on the field during game day than the one we see in here, and saw a couple of uh, instances of that. You know, how much fun is it when you get locked into that zone and chatting a little bit with the opposing team? We saw a little bit of that on Saturday, right? Yeah, so it's it's fun. You know, I really don't even really think much of it. I just be in that mode, so it ain't really nothing for real. What was the uh, playing in that crowd like on Saturday? Uh, it had to be a, a fun experience for you guys. Yeah, it was exciting. You know, like like you said, when I had caught that uh, catch on the goal line, I didn't even celebrate. I was just looking in the crowd, <laughs> soaking it in. Like, you know, I, that's the moment I'll always remember. I saw a video of that from uh, somebody watching, you know, kind of right where you made the play. And you did. You caught the ball and just kind of stood up and looked and uh, – pretty cool moment there uh followed by one point Isaiah man and and you guys played well enough to win that game uh and and you don't come out with the win so how tough is it to kind of bounce back go to practice Sunday erase it and get ready for the next one how how tough is that for you guys uh I don't feel like it's tough at all you know either way if we won the game or lost the game we got to do that regardless we got to come back and get ready for the next team we want to know each week so I feel like it's 
regardless of what the score said on the scoreboard, we got to do that anyway. I say the great distribution uh, as far as the passing game goes on, and we were wondering how this was going to work out with so many weapons. But you and CJ six catches apiece, leading the team. Uh, Jalen had two. Kerry King had a catch. That's it for the receivers. Then you had Calhoun and Jones have catches for the tight ends. Harrison Mitchell running back. So it was spread out all over the place. Uh, you know, what do you think about that distribution? Obviously, you want to have fourteen catches for three hundred yards, but uh, great job spreading the ball around. Last week, yeah, really. Whatever helps the team win, whatever helps the team succeed. Like whatever, you know, if somebody getting double this game and somebody else have more success, whatever helps the team win. And we got a lot of weapons on the outside, inside, running backs everywhere. So you know, whatever the game plan is to win the game, that's what we gonna go with. Got Old Dominion this week, Isaiah, and last uh, week uh, on a Friday night, they knocked off Virginia Tech. They were partying in Norfolk, so 1-0. and They're ready to go, and uh, and a pretty good team. They're pretty good defense, too. What do you see on film from uh, their defense? Uh, they play a little man and a little cloud and cover two and stuff like that, but, you know, every week it's the same thing. You know, we're not backing down from nobody we just gonna play the game uh, what what do you think about your first uh six o'clock kickoff so it'll be uh under the lights there you like a night game fire you up any extra uh you don't care i like yeah <laughs> i really like a 12 o'clock game you know okay. you wake up and get it going you ain't gotta wait so long for the game to start gotcha uh, but and then you still got time to you know relax after the game and stuff like that you ain't gotta go right to sleep so you know Either way, though. You prefer a nooner, but yeah, yeah either way. you're The way I'm playing, so that's a blessing. What is, uh, what's uh, tonight like for you guys? What do you do the night before the game, Isaiah? Oh, uh, we go to, so we have a walkthrough. We go to a hotel, and we have, like, a whole bunch of meetings and stuff like that. And then, you know, he gave us a good amount of time to get in the hotel and rest and stuff before the game. And, like, uh, we got, like, bad checks to make sure we in bed and stuff like that and we'll have like a test to do like from our receiving coach okay from our receiver coach and stuff like that to turn in in the morning that's really how it go Isaiah Winstead joining us uh had the the finger deal this offseason you feeling 100 now you good to go I mean still affecting you well I can look at it and see it's <laughs> affecting you you just I'm had to play good. through it. Yeah, I'm going to be good regardless. Yeah. No matter what. So Fighting through it. Isaiah Winstead uh, joining us here today on the Pirate Radio Live. Uh, NFL uh, starting this weekend. Isaiah, you got games on everywhere. Did you watch any other college football outside of your game on Saturday, or are you just kind of logged into East Carolina right now? Yeah, I ain't watched no other games. Yeah. But uh, as far as NFL, I watched uh, the Bills play yesterday. Yeah, that was uh, that was a beat down. Yeah, a little, little surprise. I mean, I know the Bills are good, but expect a little more from the Rams. How about you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, we did, Cooper Cup showed out, but man, uh, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. Yeah, Stephon Diggs was going crazy. Diggs was going nuts. Josh Allen looked awesome last night. Happy to have the NFL back. Happy to have Pirate football back. East Carolina taking on Old Dominion coming up Saturday, six o'clock. Our pregame coverage begins two o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Uh, Isaiah was my pick for fantasy last week. Shirley had CJ, so she won by a little bit. But uh, we're going to bounce back this week. But, uh, man, great performance. Good. And for us, uh, it was good to see CJ kind of bounce back. Sounds like he's really had a, a good offseason, and that led to a, a good game Saturday. Yeah, definitely. He definitely had a great 
off season, great preparation, you know, keeping his head on straight and we you know, we behind him hundred percent. So that's awesome. Isaiah Winstead joining us. Isaiah man, I appreciate you joining us today. Good luck uh coming up this weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. That is Isaiah Winstead joining us, Delcor Players Lounge. We'll be back with the players coming up on Monday, recapping East Carolina Old Dominion and also looking ahead to the Campbell Fighting Camels next on the schedule for the East Carolina Pirates. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have our flight by Yingling ECU football practice report. That's on the way. Hour one, Pirate Radio Live rolls on right after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews, along with wine and growlers. The bottle shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries, along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you on a football free beer tie-dye Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We got the king of beers, some Bud Heavies. How about 18 12-ounce bottles can be yours if you're the lucky caller in hour number three of today's program. I want to pass this nugget along. So we had J.J. McClam on uh, earlier this week and talked about some of the issues last week, how those... um, have been discussed and are planned on being fixed and eradicated uh for game two and beyond but part of what he said is uh that each person entering dowdy Fickland stadium will be allowed to bring in two 20 ounce unopened bottles of water so 20 ounce huh okay um but shirley just saw this the heat management plan has been activated for saturday's game and i'll just read the the write-up here it says the plan calls for an increase in ems equipment and personnel at the game two cooling fans will be available in the upper concourse of the stadium increased amounts of bottled water for service groups working at the game and an increase in the cold bottled drink inventory including water at concession stands patrons are allowed to bring in two 20 ounce unopened bottles of water into the stadium additionally two air-conditioned cooling stations will be located on the lower concourse while additional water and soda kiosk will be available around the stadium two additional two-person ems teams will staff the cooling stations uh jj mcglam said quote we want our fans to be aware of the additional services at saturday's game to assist them in dealing with the heat we appreciate their support of east carolina football uh, but we want them to take the necessary precautions regarding the heat temperatures. Uh, individuals attending the game are encouraged to be mindful of the heat, take precautions like staying properly hydrated by drinking plenty of water, finding shade if necessary, and utilizing the services and medical facilities provided at the stadium to deal with the heat. And there is your heat management plan for Saturday's game. So there you go. All right. Um, let's 
go to our flight by yingling ecu practice report next generation of light beer uh is flight by yingling don't just raise the glass raise the bar flight by yingling available wherever beer is sold and let's hear uh donnie kirkpatrick uh, part two shirley i think we heard part one yesterday didn't get to part two so let's hear uh donnie kirkpatrick from earlier this week the way the offensive line was able to pass block, does that open up maybe some different things in the playbook that maybe you weren't able to run in previous years? Well, I think we can throw it deep more. You know what I'm saying? I think we, we had time, a major point of emphasis in the offseason. Uh, there was actually three that we thought we, we have to get better at, and one of them was pass protection, and I thought we did that. Now, we can't slip in the run. You know, that's the thing. That's the give and the take about it. So we worked a lot more on pass protection. We had a lot more blitz pickup. Uh, we were really expecting them to come after us. Uh, I think the word that, that we get, you know, because coaches talk and everybody knows somebody, and that's why you have to worry about information getting out because it'll get to your opponent, was that people felt like you can't give Holton time or he'll shred you if you can get pressure on him. And I know that's true almost of every quarterback, but if you can flush him and make him especially go to his right, uh, then he's a lot less effective. And so uh, the first game last year, Appalachian was a team that really blitzed a very low percentage. And we got in the game, and they were bringing them from everywhere. So we are like, yeah, that's, that's what they're going to do. So we were really, really worked hard on the pass protection, and it was much improved. So I think – Holton gained confidence from it, you know, like that. I gained confidence from it. I think Shank was relieved. Um, it was the first time that maybe Holton hadn't gotten sacked in how long? Uh, probably since uh, third grade maybe or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a true testament to how It was, was you know, and, and I will say you and Shank are the two that brought that up the quickest to me. <laughs> I, went, I had not gotten to the shower. He said, hey, no sack. So, you know what I'm saying, on the positive side. And I was like, you know what, that is pretty big. That is pretty big. So if we could continue to do that. Uh, we would be a pretty good team, I think, as this time goes on. So, yeah. Dowdy was pretty magical. You've seen it like that before, and you're one of the few that have seen it. So talk about how much it was. How yeah. It was to see I, that's the negative to being up there in the press box. Maybe you don't feel it, but it's good. I, I knew, I, I could tell, though, that it was it was energized. And, uh, you know, again, I, I might have said this already, my wife was so thrilled that, all the other wives and their families said, okay, you hadn't been lying about it. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been here and they've really said, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, it's not like you said it was, you exaggerated. And she's like, no, I told you. Uh, I could tell it was, it was so loud because it was getting hard, even with the headsets on to communicate with the other coaches. For example, when we did get the one goal line stand that, that is going to always be pretty famous around here, just because that was such a wonderful play. Uh, like I say, you know, Everybody's celebrating like crazy. I mean, it literally, the the stadium appeared to be swaying and you couldn't hear. And I was saying, okay, you know, we have to run a play. We have to get the ball off the one-yard line or this all goes for naught. You know what I'm saying? They're going to score. And I couldn't get anybody on the headset, you know, to listen. I don't know if they'd thrown them or what they'd done or knocked each other down. But, you know, it, it was so loud. And then the other thing I know was that we had tried to tempo, which, you know, go really fast after we made, you know, a, a, a good game. And uh, the players were saying that they could not hear Holton. He has to verbalize those real fast plays to the line or whatever. And they were we, they were so slow, and I was getting irritated. I was like, "Why are we not? Why are we moving so slow?" And they were like, "Okay, they're they're saying that they can't hear anything." Well, normally your crowd's pretty educated here. 
they kind of understand football for the most part. Now, there's 25 drunks that lost money on a bet that don't understand it. But the most people do, so they're loud when the defense is out there. They get it, you know. And when the offense is out there, they normally let us run and operate. But after we were having a gain of something, you know, you're not going to control them. And you see Holton throughout the tape when we were going in to score, and he's trying to, like, okay, but y'all got to be quiet because they can't hear me to call the play. So I, I knew it was pretty electric down there. And, so that was uh, your first time up in the box? Maybe with that type of an atmosphere. Yeah, I probably had been on the, the, the field for all the other great ones, you know, the, the, the big wins where it was packed like that. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, – it helps you to concentrate a little bit, I guess. But I knew it was, it was pretty electric. And a couple of the kids afterwards, you know, even though it did not seem to work out, as, as Coach Houston said, the, the football gods just said, not yet, not yet. It's coming, but you got to work a little harder. Uh, a couple of the kids came up and said, Coach, you're right. There's some magic in that stadium. So hopefully that will carry on. I know you weren't down there for the huddle before the last drive because you are up in the press box. But yeah. What does that mean of your team that after the adversity they had faced with the missed PAT, the offense, I mean, they picked up right where they left off. I think that last drive even they looked better than they did. Yeah. I, I, you know, we work two-minute offense a lot here. It's a big thing of ours. And we've been pretty good at it. We were six two minutes last year. We scored on four of them. Uh, the Hail Mary was taken from us, the one at App or whatever, and then was another one that we didn't score at Houston, which wasn't a very good drive. So it's something we pride ourselves in. I think we were very comfortable in that. You know what I'm saying? We, it was almost like a Thursday practice. Here it goes. Now we're down. We usually say we're down two. We were down one, so it's the same difference in football scoring. You know, we had 227, which Coach never gives the offense two minutes and 27 seconds. It usually gives us about a minute 13 to go do that. You know, and we, we never have any timeouts where we have one, so it was kind of, you know, use the timeouts on defense, get the ball back. And I think the kids were just like, okay, yeah, this is what it's going to come down to, and this is what y'all said. And, and we, we kind of had it done. We kind of didn't get it done, I guess, in the end. But I think that means we are moving in the right direction because the couple first years – We'd have had no confidence. We, we would have already cashed it in. And then even in the SMU game, if you remember the, the game of the offense, we scored like every time we had the ball in the first half. Probably the best offense performance you've ever seen, you know, in a half. A couple of the players said, oh, gosh, so after the first drive of the second half we didn't score, everybody looked at each other and said, oh, God, here it's starting again. You know, it's, it's happening again. And, and I remember Caden Norman, who was a good friend of Holton and one of the backup quarterbacks, even when it was going good, Houghton said, yeah, Caden looked at me and said, are we dreaming? Is this really happening? Well, I don't think our kids think like that anymore. So so we're getting there. We, we're not there yet. Thank God we're not where we were, though. Uh, game planning for Old Dominion, it looks like they came away with four interceptions against Virginia yeah. Tech. Talk about what you've seen on tape from them. Yeah, they cause havoc, too. It's very similar to the North Carolina State. We're talking about how you know they, they play, make a lot of big plays, take the ball away, a lot of turnovers. They're good defensively. They're, they're, they're every bit as good as anybody else in the country defensively. they got some good guys up front. they got a defensive end that scares us to death right there a little bit. He's a speed rusher. You know what I'm saying? That was the one thing we didn't see this past week. They were three down guys, big, huge, powerful. Their blitzes, they just tried to run you over. This guy's more athletic. He tries to run around you, uses his speed, uses his counter moves a little bit like that. Uh, the, the DBs are a little different. One side's kind of big, rangy, strong. The other guy's a little more uh, uh, shorter, but he's quick. Okay, he's very aggressive. Uh, Robert Kennedy's the nickel guy for him who played for us. So we know he can flat fly. 
Now, I'm telling you, the only guy I know that can run faster than him might be Josiah Hatfield, and Josiah won't be dressed this week, so it's not we won't get that matchup. But he's really, really fast, so uh, put a lot of pressure on the passer. Uh, we'll have we got to get the run game going so that they don't know we're just going to throw it like that. But they go tack the ball in the air, and our player, our receivers have got to do that as well. East Carolina offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick talking earlier this week to the media on the flight by yingling practice report the next generation of light beer don't just raise a glass raise the bar flight by yingling available wherever beer is sold and uh we've got more to get to that we'll do later on in today's show uh with blake harrell and some mike houston as well um i have certain things muted on twitter and blocked and one of those things is like skip bayless stephen a smith all of that stuff i have a block so i don't get to see a lot of it um on purpose that's how i'd like it but this is something called pro football logic put out a tweet a video is it still for it's first take right that's the show on espn right <clears throat> and i guess i'll just play this from the computer or uh i tell you what shirley i'm gonna send it to you can you um if i send you a dm can you play it on the air because the volume's not very good as it is so i'm going to uh send this to you real quick to the pirate radio twitter and i would like to play it because we're about to do our picks so i think this will be a nice segue into our nfl picks because Stephen a smith has a interesting style when it comes to picking games so shirley just check your uh twitter dms so yeah coming up next hour tony dunn county cat chronicles.com will join us we'll talk uh panthers browns break that down and then pick every single game we'll see uh what cj has to say about this weekend's action i've already got chandler's picks his picks are indeed in so i uh, will do that hour two of today's show so this is stephen a smith i guess towards the end of first take he's uh talking to molly who's molly the host the host yes Stephen a and molly talking some afc west football all right see if you can hear this folks i'm gonna go with the chargers he's got the chargers scoring the most points week one justin herbert williams keenan allen okay all right Chargers. Who are you backing to win this one, Stephen A? I don't know. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I'll just go with that. <laughs> so most points What just happened? Most points scored week one. Charges. Why? Well, Herbert, Williams, Austin Eckler. Yeah, they got a great offense. Of course they're gonna score the most points this week. Now let's pick the Raiders Chargers game. He's gonna go with the Raiders. Now Math was my weakest subject growing up. However, I do know score. I, I know sports math better than I do math math. Is it possible a team could score more points than another team and lose? You know, in all my years of watching football clip, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. And I don't believe it will start this weekend just because Stephen A. Smith said it would. Now, if there is some sort of post-game forfeit post-game they have to strip the uh the win away 
from the uh, Chargers. Maybe the Raiders would be granted a win. Well, now we're in a whole new thing. <laughs> I guess that could happen. As far as the game on the field on a Sunday, I'm going to say it's impossible that the Chargers score more points than the Raiders and more points than any team right. at week one in the NFL and lose the game. You seem to be pretty good at math after all. I think I know what I'm talking about when it comes to these numbers. You want to know who was good at math as a kid? <clears throat> who? Me. And uh, here's a little math thing for you. Nice. We have 24 current viewers on YouTube. We have eight likes. Jeez Louise. Clip, that means we have 16 people currently watching. Just bum. Who have not liked. Bums. Please You're like bum. us on YouTube. Don't be a bum. Don't be a bum. Don't yeah. be a Stephen A. Smith. Be a productive viewer to the program. Speaking of bums, don't be a Cam Akers either. Ooh. We're calling out fantasy bums now? We are. But I'll wait for Tony. I think he'll... He'll probably have something to say, too. We have 17 less likes than we do viewers currently. Uh, make that 15. Somebody got the memo. Somebody we got have it. currently 15 less likes than we do viewers on YouTube. Let's quit bumming around. I see another like. I see you out there. Here we go. Let's smash those likes, baby. Let's smash the subscribes. Let's get them rolling on a football free beer, tie, free beer Friday, tie-dye Friday. <laughs> Football free beer tie-dye Friday. Say that three times fast. No. Okay. <laughs> Mike P says, Stephen A pulled a mully. <laughs> he mullied himself. Well, I've seen mullies before. He mullied himself into a mully. Yeah, it's all right. Who you got winning this game? Uh, Raiders. Well, who's going to score the most points? Chargers. Eh, Chargers. All right, we'll pick that one and all the games coming up hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Tony Dunn will join us. More to go. PRL on a Friday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk pirate, more pirate football coming up in uh, hour three of today's show. As we get you set for Saturday, East Carolina Old Dominion, 6 o'clock kickoff, 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And we're with you Saturday evening on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show, Tony Dunn joining us to talk NFL. But I started last week, Tony, with a pirate question. I'll start one here. Uh, what kind of response do you think we see from East Carolina coming off that soul crusher last week? Well, you know, I think they're going to have to bounce back. I mean, I don't, they don't have a choice, number one. But number two, I think that I don't like moral victories being used in football, and certainly not in this case. We had it. We should have slipped through the fingers. But, you know, the the Pirates did a lot of good things in that game, too, that they can build on going forward. So, you know, got a crowd in there, uh, got some brewed, some excitement for the season, was really, really, really close to getting it. So I think this is they have to bounce back, and I think that we saw the foundation for a strong performance on t- tomorrow. 
um going forward i like hearing you say that i really liked isaiah winstead's response when we asked him earlier you know how tough is it to bounce back and he said well it's not tough because if we win that game guess what we still got another game week two yeah week three like they don't have a choice in the matter yeah. like you said yeah. so either way they got to be ready to go and i think they will be tomorrow yeah i mean and that defense the defense has got a lot of um kind of momentum in a way and they can be confident i think they're going to be able to go out and play loose you know and now you kind of got the jitters out of the way all right, Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com. Week one of the NFL season is here. Cannot wait for Sunday. Got an appetizer last night. We'll break that one down uh, in a moment. But let's talk Panthers, Browns. And Tony, I like the Panthers here. I've liked them all off season. Somebody doesn't because the line keeps going towards Cleveland. In fact, I believe it's at a pick them now. Why? What's going on? Well, maybe, uh, does that mean, where does the money, how does the money maybe affect this? Does that mean too many people were betting Carolina? No, that means too many people were betting on Cleveland. The Browns? Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Make it, I don't think it makes any sense. I really feel like the Panthers have a good shot to like put the dog stomp on them. I, I, and I have a theory. I don't know the reason, but like, are they calling for some weather, some wet weather? They are. There's supposed to be some kind of periodic showers. I guess so maybe you don't run the, uh, you don't throw the ball as much. We could and, p- play into the Cleveland run game. And I, this is just, I think if that is the reason why it's going down, it's probably overblown, but. Maybe the thought is Cleveland's strength is clearly Chubb, Kareem Hunt, run the football. If it gets into one of those games and you can't throw, that would favor them. But I don't know. That's the only thing I got as to why this number would be trending that way. It's, uh, week one betting's got to be one of the toughest sure. weeks to bet. I mean, when you saw this last night, is like, really, what do you know about these teams other than like the kind of forecast of what you're going to be? We don't really have a lot as any data to work off of, so... Really, this is just kind of maybe schizophrenic line movement just because people don't know what to do. Tony Dunn joining us. Uh, get sidetracked here just for a moment. Our question of the day. We talked about this segment one of the show and had a lot of good entries. I uh, just got a late entry into the jersey collection, and we'll ask Tony here in a second. But Jason has Stephen Davis jersey, a Champ Bailey jersey, Clinton Portis, Dexter Manley. That's pretty cool. Three Mike Vick jerseys, mm. three Robert Griffin the third jerseys, Alfred Morris, I like that one, two Chase Young jerseys, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan Wizards, Chris Davis, Barry Sanders, Oklahoma State. That's Who pretty cool. Who is this guy? <laughs> He's a jersey man. He is cool as well. That Barry Sanders one is dope. And he has too many Capitals jerseys to name them all. So that is wow. uh, Jason checking in. So, Tony, uh, we've gone around the horn. We've uh, taken a lot of entries. Uh, how about yourself? What's your jersey collection? Oh, I've got Steve Berline. i got Steve Smith, um, Julius Peppers, Cam Newton, Lawrence Taylor from UNC. Oh, UNC wow. Lawrence Taylor jersey. That one's like my favorite, my prize. I've got a nameless Rangers jersey. Ah, so sweater. it's just the, just the, the sweater. Uh, diagonal yeah. Rangers. Yeah. Um, and that might no canes, no, not yet. I kind of I want one, but I never pull the trigger. I'm like, man, I don't know if I'd wear this. Yeah, I got like, on want that one. one site, that DH gate, whatever it is. Yeah, we got that. We just say you got to go overseas. So, <laughs> talked about that earlier. Don't give any names, but got to go overseas. Uh, all right, so there's your Jersey discussion. Discussion. Uh, Christian McCaffrey on the injury report. This made for some memes and jokes and things like oh, that. Oh, Shaq Thompson. I got a Shaq Thompson jersey, too. 
that's interesting you've never been a huge shaq thompson guy that's why because he uh because i bought his jersey on day one and now i'm like irritated by it yeah okay i can, yeah uh mccaffrey shin what he shave his legs cut his leg what, what happened um cleat to the shin well just in practice mm-hmm. so nothing big that's what they say nothing man they said he finished practice i mean they saw blood and people are like christian mccaffrey to the injury report nobody makes him bleed his own blood (laughs) (laughs) uh i if i'm a panthers fan i'm hyped to see christian mccaffrey week one and just see those stats roll in well you know i mean it was that was the case last year against the jets you know is that he just pummeled him a bunch of catches right yeah and just uh, he just gets it done everywhere and it's just a a superstar so as long as he's on the field he's making plays i've never seen anybody bottle him up ever you know it's just except for himself uh who's is baker's guy dj moore dj moore's the best receiver on this roster did baker have a connection with anyone like I, i read like Boy, Wentz and Dotson have this connection, and like Terry McLaurin's still going to be the guy. Yeah. Were there any of those Panthers reports about him zeroing in? There is the. Hold on. His name is. Is it. Uh, oh, if you don't know his name. No, oh, Higgins. Yeah, Brown, Higgins. Because Higgins. I didn't want to say T. Higgins, because I know that that's the. Now, if you had the, him, I'd feel that a would lot be different. awesome. Yeah. But no, it's Rashad Higgins. I think they have a kind of a cool connection. Like, it seems like. He's able to find him, and like when he goes down the reeds, Robbie Anderson would spend time after practice, uh, and they would be working on things together. So, kind of um, doing some, I guess, uh, some visual calisthenics to our to that relationship or whatever. About that just reminded me when all the rumors were going around because we were saying Baker to the Panthers as a possibility like five months before it happened, right? Yeah. So during that time, you'd see all these social media posts and things, and Robbie Anderson responded to one of those. No. So now he's like, yeah, Yeah, throw me the ball. (laughs) Has Baker or him been asked about? uh, Robbie kind of walked it back like I was just supporting Darnold or something like that. Yeah, and uh, I don't think really they've asked anything about Baker, asked Baker about it. They've they've continued to ask Robbie a little bit about it, and he's like, nah, this is – you know, he's just kind of downplayed it. But yeah. I think that Robbie's going to find out that Baker, he's going to love Baker. You know, is that I think uh, he's probably the best thing. Imagine if he had to go out there with Sam Darnold again, right? And like, <laughs> well, look at what you went from a thousand yards with, uh, with uh, Teddy Bridgewater to 500 yards last year with Sam Darnold. So I think he's going to be excited. I, look, I think uh, Baker brings the juice. Speaking of which, uh, how many Panthers quarterbacks are healthy for this game? Baker and Walker? Yep, that's it. And that's it. That is it. Okay. It's fine. You know, like yeah. really there's only one. Yeah. And that's no. Baker or nobody, or else we're just like or maybe that maybe that's where the line is. Maybe th- they're gonna know something we don't. We've had this discussion, Tony, about if a quarterback gets knocked out, could this team still make the playoffs? And there's only like there's a very few handful. We could try to figure them out right now. Who would it be? I don't know if there's a single team right now. Well, think of the good teams. Like You would just have a, have a team that's built on a defense that really doesn't have a strong quarterback as it is. So maybe like if Daniel Jones saying, goes down, <laughs> like they get better. Okay, so like Jones to Tyrod. Maybe the question would be like, what team would not see a sudden change, like a super serious change? Because last year Washington was that team 
with Fitzpatrick going to Heineke. I remember saying it really doesn't matter that Are much. Are they still that team? I was just thinking about that, and I'm going to say no, and I don't fully believe that, but I'm going to say that to try to show some faith in Carson Wentz. But the... Um, I guess we're at this point we're asking who's the best backups and and who's better than the starter. Tyrod Taylor's a good one, I think. Maybe the Falcons with Mariota, Mariota to Ritter. To Ritter. Yeah. How about Pickett to uh, Trubisky? Yeah. <laughs> now we're just like picking out the worst quarterbacks. Yeah, now we're Smith just picking on. Them. Yeah, now we're just picking on them. Oh, the Seahawks is a good one. I mean, that one actually makes sense because. No, but yeah, we're, but we're just, I was trying to think of like from the good perspective, who could stay good. We're just talking about bad teams yeah, that would stay bad. None of these teams are making the playoffs no. at the end of the day. Because no. you have to have a team that's got a, like a super defense right now. Wait, who's uh, Nick Foles play for? That's the team. I think he plays for a good team. Is too. he on a roster? Yeah, he's somewhere. Really? Nick Foles. There we go. Where's Matt that? Ryan goes down. Nick Foles will have him in the playoffs. Boom. That actually, yeah. And they have a good defense and a good running game. Could actually happen. So okay. there you go. Uh, Tony, real quick, what's the the uh, Baker Mayfield shirt stuff? I don't understand it. I don't know anything about it. I don't really get it. I don't know. I think he made some, maybe his camp made some shirts or something like that. Uh, I haven't really followed it. I've just heard one question about it, and I think it's oh, just it. saying something like, oh, it's, uh, it says uh, Baker off the leash. Oh, okay. That, that's it. And they were like trying to get a deeper meaning to it. Yeah, what does that I mean, mean, I think it's because he's facing the Browns, and he's no longer part of that organization well and if you want to be really safe about it you could say like dog pound and yeah now i'm no longer yeah that's what pound. yeah i think that's what it is but it's more like now i'm gonna they're gonna let me go i'm gonna throw i don't know oh yeah i mean maybe and, and he i don't even know if he knew that they made the shirts right like it seemed like he was like well i don't he goes i get paid to play football not make t-shirts <laughs> somebody but i guess when you're surrounded i mean i wonder what like who's making the shirt and who's like profiting like like hey baker like yeah. you're kind of hanging on to baker and being like hey can we make like three thousand dollars this weekend by printing some shirts and there's some if he said that then it's probably true but there's a lot of people like barstool makes these shirts that are just they won't have the actual team's logo right. or anything but they'll say like baker's dozen or for example yeah. or whatever and sell them i do that <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. The Cam Wow, uh, yeah, was not exactly. endorsed by Cam. No, nah, no. Nah. But rumor has it he has one. <laughs> really? That's did did you start me. that rumor? No. Someone <laughs> told me this, and they are the, like they are the head of the Roaring Riot. So I feel like okay. they knew some people. But I, it's one of those things. Like I just want to believe it, whether it's yeah, true yeah. or not. Like um one time when i was a kid i used to you remember when we used to read stats off the back of baseball cards yeah. instead of like googling them? Oh, I remember. I had somehow in my have you ever believed something and it not be true but you believed it so absolutely tr like and I had sworn to myself that I saw in an old Jim Abbott card that he had hit a home run. <laughs> now Jim Abbott did play in the National League and had to bat okay occasionally sometimes where when he played in those interdivisional games. Yeah. When the Google was invented later on. Although did he play in the interleague era? Ooh, good question. He had well, you I, said he's he was, had some at bats. Okay, I'm gonna look at his. Yeah, uh, look at his. But I swore he had a home run, and I went and googled it, and he doesn't. That's and, sad. And my world was a better world when Jim Abbott had hit a home run. So I got Jim Abbott two for twenty-one lifetime, knocked in three runs. 
played for the uh, Brewers in 99. I wonder what, yeah. So I don't know why, but I thought that uh, he had hit a home run. And I'm telling you, the world was a better place with Jim Abbott hitting a home run with in my you brain. you believe yeah. he did. Yeah, so... Um, what were we talking about? That's the oh, the Cam Wow and Cam's apartment. <laughs> yeah. That's why. So it's just a better. In Tony's place. world, Jim Abbott on run. Cam uses his Cam Wow every <laughs> night before bed. All right. Um, by the way, on Monday, Sunday night, Baker Mayfield could be a Panthers legend. Like I see a scenario if he rips it up and he's doing his swaggerific stuff out there people are gonna love this i guy. want him to uh i asked uh we had a browns guest on our show this on the beat check this week and i asked him who's this game mean more to does it mean more to uh the cleveland browns to the coaches the co- i mean i said the coach the front office stefanski the front office or baker mayfield gotta be baker right, he said baker i i feel like this is that it could really just destroy cleveland in a way what if he came out there and put like 330 yards up three touchdowns right. and just smoked him and then cleveland's fan base continues to split i mean you have people leaving like because they don't like deshaun watson they are you know they latch on to like he's a bad person we sold out for this and then they have people that were already what they call baker bros who just follow him around um so that would only divide this fan base even more than they are right now and then what do you think with Stefanski and the front office and their decision? You know, they're going to be reeling. They got nine more weeks. Imagine if Baker just tur- just goes ham for nine weeks and they're waiting for Deshaun Watson to get off the suspension. Um, so I think a lot – I mean, in some ways, I think the Browns front office is like, please don't let this dude go crazy on us. And Definitely. I, I want him to go out there and plant the metaphorical flag in the middle of Brown Stadium even though it's in Bank of America. <laughs> like he could just run all the way to Cleveland and plant. Um, put that on the video board. Like you had that um, the Panther like jumping through the stadium. Yeah. Put Baker at but, their field planting the flag. Like they take like speed him up and like running all through the streets. <laughs> I'm trying to find uh let's see, two thousand twenty one week one NFL schedule. Because we did some snap judgments last year after Brady Ooh. lost his opener and I'm trying to see the Patriots score. Who the Patriots played. Uh the New England Patriots. Where are they, Tony? Help me out. Oh, they lost. I guess the we yeah. the overreaction was to Brady losing. Wait, Brady won. Oh, that was year two. It was twenty twenty that okay. I'm talking about. Tom Brady, I want to say, lost his opener and the Patriots won. Let me go back to twenty twenty, which would have been Brady's first year there. Um, because my point is we're gonna overreact one way or the other after week one. So twenty twenty Patriots beat the Dolphins, and the Bucks get hammered by the Saints. That's what I was thinking about. So Brady's 0-1, Patriots are fine without him, and we all go crazy, and then it turns out to be the opposite Can of you all go that. back to the 2021 schedule? I'm, I'm interested to see who lost week one last year that turned out to be good. Good question. Let's look you at know, it. So, um, the Cowboys were really good last year. They lost to a good Buccaneers team, though. That was one we, but that was two bad teams. But Texans Jaguars last year was very, you know, yeah. the Texans actually going to be good. No, no, not, not at all. Not. Let's see, the Titans, they were okay. I mean, they weren't great. Oh, they got blown yeah. out. Uh, yeah. The Packers is a good example of what you're talking about last year. Thirty-eight to three to the Saints. Whew. 
Oh, and then everybody was like Aaron Rodgers, yeah. his uh, being away from the team, the controversy that he started. That was a big discussion last year when they lost. Ah, here's one. Steelers at the Bills. Oh, what was the score? 23-16. Oh, wow. wow. And the Bills turned out to be a very, very good team. So mm. uh, it happens, which is why I'm kind of weird. I'm trying to figure out which one of those is on our sheet right here. And that's yeah, like challenge. what's the upset? Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll make some picks. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The sidebar in Uptown Greenville is open and ready to serve you. The Tex-Mex Fusion Restaurant offers dinner and Sunday brunch from 10.30 to 2.30. Located right next door to the Dickinson Avenue Public House, the sidebar has indoor dining and patio seating for everyone to enjoy. For the latest on reservations, menu items, and more, follow the sidebar on Facebook or on Instagram at sidebar.greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Shirley Rhodes is here. CJ Schaefer as well on a free beer football tie-dye Friday. And Shirley has an update for us. Uh, yeah, I meant to mention this a, mi- a minute ago. You asked me to keep an eye on the St. Louis Cardinals lineup. It is out. Burley is not playing the field. However, he will be DHing tonight, batting in the seven spot. That's coming up 635. It is Cardinals at Pirates. And we'll see if... Former Pirate great Roger Clemens is there tonight to throw out the first pitch. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. That's going to stick with you. Yeah, it has to. Yep. I understand. Uh, my guy. My guy. That's tough times, my guy. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. All right. Back with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. It is time to pick football games. We, I've been waiting for this for a long time, Tony Dunn, and we're finally going to do it. And we're going to pick the Browns at the Panthers. You gave an inkling on what you think will happen in this game earlier, but let's make it official. Who do you have? I got the Panthers. And you have them I think, convincingly? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to I mean, be something to the effect of like 23-13. Okay. Lower scoring. Yeah. Tim dominant points. Panthers yeah. defense. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, CJ. I'm with you, Tony. I think the Panthers are going to have a – at least a decent season they're not going to be bad right and if you can't i mean if you can't take care of the browns week one that's not a good sign i think they do it yeah we need to and in fact the first three games i mean we really got to start three and oh um and next week's going to be a a bit important game for the giant giants on the road we got stomped by them last year and they were terrible so i mean if we lose that then you might as well go ahead and hang it up i want to take the browns here just because that's what the the line do it I think I will. The line Fine. is telling me to do that, and everybody else is on the Panthers. Thinking with your head and not your heart. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking the Browns. I don't like it. Uh, and you're on an island. I, sometimes the not. Sometimes when you feel bad about making a pick, it's the right side. You know. I don't know if I said that correctly. 
Saints at Falcons. Oh, by the way, Chandler's picking the Panthers as well. Saints at Falcons. Chandler has the Saints on the road. Yeah, me too. Um, I roll with Jameis. In fact, if Baker doesn't work out, I want Jameis Winston as my quarterback. For the lulls? For everything. First of all, he's an entertaining quarterback on the field. He slings it around there. And then on top of that, he is just a fun guy to be around, man. And I don't know if you got – I hope you had a chance to watch – his clip <laughs> and did, it's yeah. so good like how can you not love this dude um, he's skinny Jameis now he works so hard he's in the gym all the time Shirley could you do one more favor for me could it's so good just type in Jameis Winston on Twitter now this now do you remember uh, Jameis Winston when he goes you know I, I just what my, what my trainer told me he said I don't know I what, don't he remember said, what he said, said but, it was, but we uh, out there. the video where he's talking about the human body it should be one of the first or second uh, things that pops up if you search his name. Uh, but I would like to play that as he. It's so good. Like, Jameis Winston, most entertaining person in the NFL. About the human body? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Human body. He, uh, just for folks that don't understand how it all works. I just want to thank my trainer. He's been telling me all week, you know, I don't know what he said, but, <laughs> but you know, we went out there and executed. <laughs> all right. Uh, and you, you got certain things that are, we're, we're all like it's our body is so symmetrical, right? You got you got your wrists, you know, and then you, what are your wrists on the bottom half? Your ankles, you know, you got your shoulders up top. What are your shoulders? Your hips, you know what I'm saying? You got your elbows. What are your elbows? Knees. Your knees, right? Like so. Well, uh, it's symmetrical and you just got to work different parts. All right. Man. What the heck? That all gotta, makes sense. You got to watch his body language, too. Yeah, right? the video is good. He's uh, kind of breaking video, it all down. Well, he looks like, one, he looks like he's trying to break dance and failing miserably. <laughs> and two, what the hell did he and, just say? You know what? Is Symmetrical, it, Shirley. Your ears and your... Is it smart, though? I, you know, it's funny. I, it's well, silly. Uh, We're making fun of it. It's silly, but like... Maybe from an athletic standpoint. He's kind of also right. Play. You know what I'm saying? It's like know. you do have matching He's, You got your wrists. You this is ankles. the second straight Friday we have played. My shoulders are not attached to my hips, though. No, he's saying you're, they're your upper body's hips. <laughs> <laughs> you explaining it sounds better than Javis. But that also sounds even worse. Tony, you are you are now our official Jameis explainer. Translator. When Jameis does something, you, you're like his attorney. Yes. You have to defend him at all costs. <laughs> and he's right. I mean, if you think about your hips keeping your joint for your legs, your shoulders are your joint for your arms. Just you repeating wow. what he says is not doing it. <laughs> this is the second straight Friday we've had Jameis on the show. Last week, it was his hype up. One, two three into the phone <laughs> do you remember no, that one? i haven't seen that you gotta see that one too. he All does right. this uh it's really good i'll show you he's great show. and he has to be like i think you said it sports trivia is like he's one of our top five to hang out yeah with. we did our quarterbacks we want to hang out list he's on my list yeah uh saint I've, I've heard and we do this man this is like this is because the offseason's so long and everybody starts doing their prediction standings and you don't want to repeat what everybody says i'm starting to hear the you know the falcons better than we than we're giving them credit for are the fal and i think it's just you know who said that me when did you say that like last week for the last two weeks oh you're one of those people yeah <laughs> what, I, well i've heard it multiple places i think so. it's this is i saw uh, marcus mariota on uh in a preseason game and he actually was throwing the ball around well and, and reading the field 
And then the other is just really is that when so many people write you off as terrible, right. it's almost like, wait a second, everybody is going that way. Yeah. Is it, are we just herd thinking so much or group thinking? Are they, and I, I don't mean they're going to be good, but are they not, are they going to be putrid? And then you just look at their receiving core and you go, they probably are going to be. Yeah. Good. I mean, this could be the weird week one game. I kind of went on like an island. Like when the Saints beat the Bucks that year? Yeah, maybe. I, I went on an island last week. I don't want to do it. Or last game, I don't yeah, want to do it again. I'm going Saints. I'll take the Saints, CJ. I appreciate you saying we shouldn't write them off, but here's Falcons. Throw oh, them off. Throw it away. Off. They're going to suck this year. literally write them off? They're going to suck this year. Wow. He wrote them off. That's going Saints. First what does of, that mean? I don't know, but is it like I just a wanted to do a bit. tax thing? I wonder. I don't know. Like a I'm gonna go pick that up. Yeah, hmm. we gotta figure out. Um, I love trying to break down old phrases that we use. It must be like you just penciled it in before it happened. Maybe. Huh. Interesting. 49ers at Bears. I don't want to write off the Bears just yet, I but do. I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, no, the 49ers. CJ. 49ers. Chandler also taking the Niners. Chandler took the Saints as well. Chandler has the Bengals taking down your Steelers. CJ. I do too. It's if if this team figures anything out it won't be week one it's going to take a few weeks at least i don't want to hear you say that because i kind of like the Bengals plus the uh, or the steelers plus the points anyway yeah I, you know what is i just feel like this is one of those things where the steelers might not they're not going to win the game but i think they'll come out there and play a respectable game i feel like this is a four a three or four point game so what's the line on it six six i would mm, take the steelers. i would still take the Bengals. okay uh, I'll take the Bengals to win. Uh, Eagles at Lions. Man, this is, I've had this one as could this be the upset? Is this the year the Lions Are prove decent. us wrong? I'm going Eagles, man, and the super team. I'm an Eagles hater this year. I don't know if I'm ready to pick the Lions. I'll let you know after CJ picks. I'm going Eagles. I find being on an island. Give me the Lions. Dan Campbell. This is Clip always doing this in the beginning. He likes to give Tony a couple of game lead. He's yeah. like, here, take this Lions game. You can have this. I want you to have too. some cushion. Yeah. And then uh, I come back. Uh, Pats at Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins here. Chandler is taking the Road Patriots. Tony is taking the Dolphins. I have to take the Dolphins. I'm in on them this year. CJ. I'm taking the Dolphins as well. All right. Dolphins beat the Patriots to start last season. They said they have the fastest team in the NFL, the Dolphins. Well, with Hill and Waddle, yeah. that's two right there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get a break in. We'll come back and we'll pick the remainder of the games, including Ravens-Jets. The, for the first time ever, Commanders is on the sheet. Jaguars-Commanders. Uh, good ones in the 4 o'clock window. Packers-Vikings, Chiefs-Cardinals, Raiders-Chargers. Pretty good lineup. And we'll pick the night games as well. Bucks, Cowboys, Broncos, Seahawks. All ahead, Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. ECU football alum Dakota Marshall is the owner of First and Goal Hauling and he has a fleet of dump trucks for any occasion he hauls dirt asphalt stone and first with first and goal hauling it's a touchdown every time follow first and goal hauling on facebook today now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip brock all right big fan of dakota saw him last uh, week during the fifth quarter out in the uh, ube parking lot and uh, a great pirate, that Dakota Marshall. I got so caught up in wanting to pick games. Forgot to talk about last night. We'll do it briefly, Tony. Bills 31, Rams 10. You asked the question when you first walked in here off the air. Yeah, how does a team have four turnovers and just still blow a team yeah. out like that? And it, it reminded me of like a really good college team that played ugly. Like no mat- But it didn't matter because they're so much better than the opponent. They could, they could have four turnovers. Uh, every time they turned it over, their defense would get the ball back for them pretty much. Yeah, Stafford doing Stafford things again. And at one point, Josh Allen was like 14 of 15, and his the one he missed was the interception. Like He was dialed in. Yeah. Stephon Diggs and Allen, best quarterback receiver duo in the league. I was thinking about that last night. Um, man, I was trying I to yes. get Diggs in so many of my leagues because I just felt like this is a guy that's – Got the connection. is going to be consistent from year to year. Matt Stafford throws a lot of picks in the beginning of the season. He did this last year. He led the league in interceptions, I think, last year. But it was really in the beginning of the season that he, he struggled like this. I saw somebody put that uh, Jalen Ramsey put like a Jesus uh, religious inspirational quote up today. And they said, man, Steve, uh, Stephon Diggs turned him to God. <laughs> That's like, good God. Ah, that boy needs Jesus after giving up all them yards. Cooper Cup, 13 for 128 and an unbelievable touchdown catch. He is unreal. Uh, CJ, do you have thoughts on this one? Um, very he, disappointed in Cam Akers, first of all. Our first fantasy bust of the year. Yep. Cam Akers. Um, Allen Robinson, too. Yeah. Um, now, I am glad because he's a guy. Here's a guy that I wanted to target in my draft. I didn't get him. was kind of bummed. And maybe he's got brighter days ahead, but, boy, last night was brutal for him. Right. What was his stat line? Nothing. I saw him have one catch. Two catches, 23 yards. I shout out you, Tony, for putting me on the prize picks app. Um, I made a... Allen Robinson had one for 12. Oh, one? Oh, okay. I thought it was two. Uh, I made an entry with the uh, Tom Brady over passing yards. There's a promo for that, and I put it together with Allen Robinson over 62 and a half I thought okay I mean they're gonna like go that. after Cooper Cup so we'll look at Allen Robinson yeah nowhere to be found mm, free square right ruined ruined uh, by the way Tony hit on his uh his two play last week in college football yeah. involving Holt Naylor's who was East Carolina's leading rusher you needed Holden to have over what uh, 15 and a half. 15 and a half. He did that like uh, no, almost the, I mean, he got like 13 r- yards rushing on the first play. One yeah. of the first plays of the game. I was. Tomorrow's yeah. is 26 and a half. It didn't go up much again. Yeah. I mean, um, and what is that app, Tony? That, prize picks. Prize picks. Uh, check that out, folks. And if you do. Use the code C3. There you go. And you get yeah. a deposit bonus and stuff. It's really cool. It's a really a neat app. Um, 
and it's daily fantasy sports. But you know one of the things that also sticks out to me about this game is that Diggs had eight catches for 122 yards and a touchdown, and he was like, and it's like not even the story when Cooper Cup had his game right on the other side. It's like Cup is, uh, you know, I thought like, man, he's going to have to regress towards the mean at some point. It's like, can you just go out there and do it again? And boy, he really did. Something I noticed, I kind of picked up on it, I guess, after the game ended. And it might be, it could be a week one overreaction, but it's a little bit alarming that the Rams forced four turnovers and still lost by as much as they did. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it makes you wonder, even as early as week one, if the Super Bowl hangover is what we're going to well, see out of these guys. They played the Bills if they'd have played well, a different team. here's the thing, is they forced four turnovers, but then they gave the ball back three other times. Right. You know, so is Matt Stafford just did not have a good game. And are they forcing it to Cooper Cup too much? No. 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 Keep doing it. Uh, Tony, did you tailgate last week for the game? I did. Uh, no, 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 no. We well, I mean, I went in a little bit early to the ECU game, and, like, we kind of... Well, some guy on YouTube says uh, he saw Tony last week tailgating near Spate. Walking. That was, oh, I was walking. Walking to the game, was going to offer a beard. Oh, okay, so you were walking to the game. Yeah, I went with a former professor of mine. So okay, a bit, well, yeah, there you go. He's right. Next time, just say hello. He says uh, he didn't muster the confidence, but next time he will. So, uh, But don't go up to clip in basketball games. Only go up to Chandler. <laughs> well, what about football? Because we're going tomorrow. You are? Yeah. You're going to be there? Did you hear me and Chandler talking about this? I thought this... I heard. I thought you guys were talking about an ECU basketball Oh, okay. Game. Yeah, yeah, nah. We're going to football tomorrow. Okay. Yep, we'll be there. Go say hello to Clip. <laughs> I, I was kidding. I was, of course I'll say hey. I love people. People are the best. What? You disagree? No, you're lying. Uh, I know. Lying through my teeth. Uh, Ravens at Jets. I will take the... Is there any chance this is a good game? Nope. Revenge game? Flacco. Joe Flacco? No chance. Flies higher as a Jet than he did as a Raven? I I feel like this is a Lamar Jackson, I ain't getting paid beatdown game. Like, he is going to do something. Did you hear? All right, so I've heard that Lamar Jackson's representing himself. Yes. Really? I heard, actually, I learned this. It's his mother that's representing him. Oh. Yeah. Like, if you look into it, it's like the mother is the one that is leading the negotiations. Does she have a background doing it? I don't think so, huh. but obviously <laughs> she is a tough negotiator. She's shrewd. She is shrewd negotiator. I'm taking the Ravens. The uh, Ravens, I think, are a team that bounces back this year. I think we kind of just forgot about them last year. So many injuries, and then you go, oh, well, they don't have a star receiver. Lamar, yeah. he doesn't need one. He's gonna be. He's like Cam Newton. He does better when he just has to distribute the ball, and he doesn't have to force it to one read. And maybe Bateman takes that step this year anyway. Yeah. So. There's they are my North champions. The Ravens were all on the Ravens. All right. Jaguars at Commanders. I'm taking the Commanders here. I think the Jags could come out uh, and be a decent team this year. It's I just agree. real Doug Peterson. Is he hype? I mean, is he, uh, is he really bad or is he actually a good coach? And, you know, I feel was like we ever? turned the page on him so quick in, in Philly. Was he ever really bad? Let me look at his uh, record. And he did it with Carson Wentz. It's kind with of a Wentz. cool. There's a lot of interesting storylines here. You get Baker with the Browns. You get uh, Flacco with uh, going against his former team. You get now um, Carson Wentz and his former coach going against. You each mentioned other. Russell. 
Oh, we haven't yeah. even gotten to that one yet. Uh, so it did get bad, but it got bad one year in the COVID year. So it went seven and nine his first year, thirteen and three Super Bowl champions, nine and seven, nine and seven, not great, but both playoff years. Yeah, and then four and eleven was the year he was fired. And that's probably with Wentz being hurt sometimes in there. Was uh, that might have been the twenty twenty year? Twenty twenty, I feel like um, was Jalen Hurts playing at the end of that season? I believe he Maybe. was. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm going Commanders here. Uh, you know, Robert I'm picking Rube. Commanders with very little confidence. I'm picking the Jaguars, but it's the game I have least confidence in this week. So okay. I don't know. well, there's got to be some sort of upset on this sheet right here, and we're just trying to figure out which one it is. Colts at Texans. I do not have it happening here. No, I like the Colts. I like the Colts a lot this year. Me too. Okay, we all like the Colts. Giants at Titans. I left the Titans out of the playoffs. I might be too down on them. You like them a little more than I do, I think, Tony. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of hard to... They're just, like, good enough. They're just good enough to win every week or potentially, you know... I, mean, and I know Chad's going to come in here and talk about mad, the, the 12-win seasons and 13-3, and three, and even when they have those records, I don't feel like they're great. Right, right. They're good enough to win good every enough. week, but also good enough to lose in the playoffs. <sighs> I'm taking the Titans. I'm taking the Titans here, but I think the Giants actually could win this game. I'm taking the Titans. Just I don't think the Giants are good enough that if somebody was going to put a scare into the Titans, I don't think it would be them. I like, uh, I mean, Saquon early in the season, making a bounce back, trying to, you know, regain his stardom. Um, but I don't know. There's too many new factors. When I like, I, in fact, that was the one reason I'm like hesitant about um, picking the Dolphins in week one. It's like new coach, new every. You know, it's just so new. We don't like how are how do you know if they're going to do well? But I'm going Titans. How do you feel, Tony? About so you play the Browns. We we play the Jags. CJ has a division game. We how do you feel about week one division games? Because I feel like this next game is the most important game for the Vikings this season, and it's being played week one. Packers at home. Like, we're going to overreact one way or the other, but they need to win this game if they want to win the North, I feel like. They, I mean, it's a huge... And CW is bet on the Vikings to win their division. I mean, I, it, it could... They How? Have tremendous offense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're on offense. They're just going to have to, like, shoot it out everywhere. Who's their new coach? Is he an offensive guy? I hope. Vikings no, they coach. got a defensive. Then they get a. They've got a new special teams coach. Which yeah, they got a defensive the coach. No, maybe not. Oh, they got O'Connell. He's a he's an offensive guy. Okay. Right? Yeah, I believe. Um, I'm going to take. I'm doing it. I'm taking the Packers. I'm doing it. I'm taking, taking the Vikings. Tonight. Yeah, I kind of want to. I'm going Packers. I'm pretty We're high split on, the on this one. See, uh, Chandler has the Vikings. So Packers two, two. have a history of sleeping in game one that's true we just talked about it uh chiefs and cardinals interesting afc nfc matchup here i'm gonna go chiefs i'm gonna go chiefs too i'm going cardinals are always good in the beginning of the season they reel off like 10 wins and then they lose to well maybe eight wins and they lose to carolina in week eight and then then they fall up win two more and then fall off yeah I'm I'm feeling a good year for Patrick Mahomes. By his standards, I think we can say last year was potentially a, or maybe a down year. Um, 
there were times like late in the year where their offense just was yeah and now you you go into this year and it seems like nobody's talking about him everybody wants to talk about josh allen uh justin herbert and even aaron Rodgers and tom brady some older guys and i think patrick mahomes is going to remind everybody this year that he is still in the upper echelon of quarterbacks do you think kyler murray studied his playbook this week uh, for at least four hours, yes. <laughs> 2K came out last night, so I think he's done. Oh, uh, Chandler's taking the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs. Raiders at Chargers. I like this game a lot, too. Oh, this is going to be a great game. Yeah. I'm taking the Chargers, though, right now. This I'm, is a field goal game. This game is decided at the very end. It just feels like it. Um. I, f- I feel like I'm I'm going to try to learn for what I'm, my mistake in the Bills game is I didn't take the Bills because I was concerned was the hype too much. And now I'm not going to make that mistake twice. The Chargers, the hype's there, but the team's there. And I tell you one thing is they if they don't score the most points in the entire league today. It's funny you say they, that. They might not win this game. Uh, Stephen A. Smith referenced. Uh, CJ, who do you got? I'm going Chargers as well. Very high on them this year. Uh, who's the home team in this game? I should have yelled. I should have screamed. Chargers! Who's at home? It's in Los Angeles. But who will have more fans of this game? It will Ooh. be the Raiders. Give me the Raiders! I was trying to set Ra- that up, and I was like, is anybody going to answer this so I can do Are this you really taking the Raiders? Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Bucks and boys. I want the Cowboys here. Ooh. I kind of do, one. too. Oh, look, Brady. What's this thing with plastic G- surgery, Brady? Giselle. Yeah. Mass Singer away. And they're going to lose week one, and it's going to be a flip out, and then. Everything will correct itself. It's like losing to the Saints. I'm with you. I'm taking the Boy, Cowboys. Boy, yeah. I'll go Bucks. All right. I'll stay on the island. Chandler is joining you. Never so. mind. Uh, and finally, Broncos Seahawks. I wanted this to be my. I wanted this or 49ers to be our survivor pick. We ended up going with the Colts. Team Pirate Radio did. But uh, I'll take the Broncos. Give me the Broncos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's always one typo on the sheet, and there it is. I will take the Broncos as well. This is going to be fun. I really. And now I've uh, kind of gambled on Let Russ Cook and. Denver. I got in our Pirate Radio Fantasy League, I got Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. Mm. And man, I would love to see a week one, five touchdown game out of Russell Wilson. And I'm going to need it since I played Cooper Cup in our league. I think uh, it's more likely he does that than lays a dud. I feel like a good performance coming for the uh, the Broncos. I like him a lot this year. I like him a lot in this game. Tony, that was fun. We'll see how it goes. Uh, what is your broadcasting schedule look like with C3? Uh, Friday free-for-all tonight, but most importantly, after the game, we have the post-game show, and that is like uh, becoming, you know, fastly becoming the biggest show on the network, so we're glad. We're, exp- we're exp- uh, excited to be back and actually have some football to talk about, so you can catch us out on Tuesday night at 9 p.m., Fridays at 7, and uh, after the game about 4.30 usually depending on sometimes we go a little bit earlier and then we got all the sprinkling in content all throughout the week all right sounds great thanks for joining us man and uh, we'll talk to you next week thank you tony dunn carolina cat chronicles.com let's take a break hour three pirate radio live we've got 18 12 ounce bud light bottles to give away we'll give away some bud heavy we'll talk to morgan aylers when we return after this
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. It is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on a football free beer tie-dye Friday. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Thank you all. Two college football games coming up tonight. One involving an American team, UCF, taking on a week one dud, Louisville. We'll see how Scott Satterfield and the Cardinals respond after not showing up in Syracuse last week. So uh, the Knights are 1-0, Louisville 0-1. Also, Boise State, they got beat down by Oregon State last week. They are on the road at New Mexico. Boise State, big favorites in that game. UCF, uh, about a touchdown favorite against louisville tonight and then a full slate coming up saturday including east carolina and old dominion our pregame coverage begins at two o'clock on the bud light pregame tailgate and we're taking your calls after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show morgan aylers joins us on the pit electric live line morgan how you doing on this friday it is a beautiful beautiful day outside free boot gearing up and uh, high school football, uh, college football, NFL football, and pirate football. What a great weekend. Man, and dare I say the fourth straight football Friday in eastern North Carolina where we're going to get some decent football weather here. This is nice, Morgan. Well, I did hear there's a possibility of several cancellations due to good weather. <laughs> it's too nice. Go do something else. It's too, yeah. ni- it's too nice to be outside. <laughs> we're going to put it due to Monday. We'll, uh, we'll hit high school football in a moment. Morgan Aylers will be here with the high school huddle at 6 o'clock. Let's start with the Pirates, Morgan. And the Pirates did everything uh, but win the game on Saturday. Some early mistakes. Holton Aylers joined us Monday and said he made a couple bad throws there in the first half. Boy, did he and, and his receivers that drop balls, Isaiah Winstead, Jalen Johnson, step up uh, following that adversity and, and look really good on the offensive side. I think the ground game gets going sooner rather than later, hopefully tomorrow, Morgan. And if you add that with the passing attack we saw week one, uh, people, myself, you, everybody, uh, a lot of people are optimistic about this Pirate football team, despite the loss last week. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, it's a game. Should we have won it? Sure, we should have won that game. But you, you can't take, you know, and make that a second loss or a third loss, depending on, you know, just because you're down over that first game. NC State's a good football team. Now, are they as good offensively as some people think they were? I didn't think so. I thought defensively they're as good as advertised. I mean, they are a very good defensive football team, and we moved the football on them. I mean, we moved the football on them on multiple drives and put 20 points on the board, could have had more, uh, you know, and I think State's going to, settle in on their offense a little bit as the season goes on and they'll they'll shore some things up but are they a top 25 team that i don't know but i'm telling you their defense is a top 15 team uh and 
you know, I'm, I really think that their defensive line and their linebackers played well to shut they, their goals to shut the running game down, and they did for the most part. But we still managed to get, a, I think, for close to 400 yards, if not over 400 against them. Uh, I think Camaro, I think the team's been focused this week uh, against Old Dominion coming into town. You know, they got to be sky high knocking off Virginia Tech, regardless of how uh, what, what kind of situation the, the Tech program's in right now. Uh, Old Dominion beat them, and they're coming in and 1 0. We're 0 1. Hopefully, by the time uh, the dust settles tomorrow night a little bit, maybe we'll uh, both be one and one. I think that that's going to be the case. Morgan Ayler's joining us, voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And uh, Morgan, this is not the first time Holt Ayler's has been injured during a game and continued to play the game. Weaver and I were talking about um, when he was at DH Conley, and we were trying to get all the facts straight. If anybody would know him, it'd be you. But had a finger thumb injury. What was that injury, Morgan? Where he played through it uh, there at Conley. Well, that was his freshman year at Conley. I think they were playing West Carteret. And in the first quarter, he had thrown a touchdown pass and, and got his. He threw it, and he came down on top of – he landed basically on his left thumb. He hit the ground mm. first. And he came out and uh, after the pass, and it was a touchdown. And Dr. Chris Hasty from Orthopedics East, uh, who does a great job, by the way. He's done my knee and my hip. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, he looked at him on the sideline. He said, it's out of place. I'm going to count to three. And when I do – uh, I'm going to pop it back in place. Ugh. And he got to two, and then he popped it on two, not three. So, <laughs> uh, and then it, he said, it's broke. What do you want to do? And he said, Holden said, can you tape it up? Is it going to hurt it anymore? He said, it's not going to hurt it anymore if you can just tolerate the pain. And he played uh, three quarters with a broken thumb on his throwing hand. I think he threw for three touchdowns that game. <laughs> uh, fast forward to Saturday. Uh, he had some more parts banged up. This time, uh, what, a shoulder, uh, uh, Morgan? Yeah, uh, it was his shoulder. It was his right shoulder, not throwing shoulder. When he got tackled, he sort of landed straight down on his on his elbow, and the shoulder was straight up and down on it when the when his weight hit. And I think it just pushed the shoulder up a little bit. You know, uh, he told the story I think on uh, the players' lounge on Monday that he thought he just had a stinger. Yeah, and uh, rolled over, and then he heard it pop. <laughs> He said he got nauseated, almost passed out. It hurt so bad, but then he you know, started moving it around a little bit, and it sort of went away. It's still uh, very sore. Was out for a play and goes back in. Me, they're going to have to wheel me off, and you know, and uh, as one of my boys used to call it when they was younger, a bambalance. And uh, you know, but you know, he's a tough guy. He got a high high threshold for pain, and thank goodness. And he's been having a good week. Been doing a lot of rehab on it. Uh, I've been probably didn't hasn't missed a practice. Uh, they kept him uh, restricted him a little bit Tuesday, but he was full go Wednesday and Thursday and today, and he'll be out there tomorrow. Saw Ryan Jones limping around during the game. He, he said when we talked to him on Monday, he's doing all right. Just one of those deals, one of those uh, happens in a football game type thing. So uh, Pirates already bumps and bruises here just through one week of football, but playing through it and uh, excited to see what they what happens on Saturday. And Morgan, how about the Conley connection? hooking back up there was a time a few months ago we didn't know if this was going to be the case we didn't know if cj johnson was going to be suited up and playing for east carolina apparently all we heard was he had a fantastic camp he comes out he's the team's leading receiver and uh, catches a big touchdown yeah i'm so happy for cj he's just gotta he's got to keep that going uh every day in practice every every game he's got to keep focus and if he can do that he can be as good as anybody playing he really can. He's got big, strong hands. He's big and strong. He's fast. He he runs well after the catch, and you know he's the guy that 
you know, last week that everybody, you know, thought he should be the last couple of years. Uh, and, you know, I'm happy for CJ. I want him to keep focusing on what he needs to do to be successful. And then, you know, if he does that, I think the sky's the limit. And if he does that, then all of a sudden East Carolina's got six, seven weapons that other teams have to defend. They can't just lock on CJ and double team him, yeah. sm- talk smack to him to try to get him off his game and then not worry about anybody else. I mean, you've got weapons out there now, Isaiah and, and uh, you know, Jalen played well. You know, they, they settled in after the first quarter or so, and they had great games. Uh, Josiah Hatfield, he'll be out, I think, one more game, and then he'll be back. You've got Ryan Jones and Shane Calhoun. I mean, those are those are some big-time weapons on, on, at wide, wide receiver and tight end. The distribution, I thought, was, was pretty awesome uh, on Saturday. We talked about it with Isaiah Winstead earlier. Six catches for both he and C.J. Johnson. Kerry King had one. Jalen Johnson had two. The tight ends combined for six catches and a touchdown. Running backs uh, got involved a little bit, not that much, but still we're talking about uh, a lot of different guys catching balls. That's a nightmare for defensive coordinators uh, to prepare for. And Morgan, while you're here, let's give some kudos to that defense, man. How about the way they were flying around and those uh, those stops at the goal line? That was was special. That's something that won't be forgotten for a long time, even though ECU didn't win the game, those uh, goal line stands. You know, Blake Carroll and his staff and the players over there, they've, they've bought into the system. This is the third year they've had a chance to, to get into that system, you know, and they had a full spring to, to implement some things. And these guys are older players now. You know, they played a lot of football for East Carolina, and it showed. And man, it was fun to watch, and they were, they, were, they were hitting the guys. I mean, just laying the wood to them, and that was great. And, um, you know, hopefully they continue that. And, you know, you look at the defensive stats that they, they – put on nc state the other day that was so impressive those goal line stands that last tackle of course probably one of the will go down as one of the top five tackles ever in east carolina history but maybe would have been the top number one had we won the game uh, not that that matters i guess but you know it was just uh it, they're fun to watch and they they tackle they run to the football and uh opposing offenses they're gonna look at that and they go okay what are they doing here because they're so multiple when they line up and they shift and they change. And I think it really confused NC State a lot the other day. I really do. They might have – they've seen it and they can see it on film, but until you experience it, you know, Holton's glad. He told me, he said, he's glad he doesn't have to face him anymore, just like I think they're glad they don't have to face their offense anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pit Electric live line on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Morgan, last night – uh, as we switch gears to the NFL, the Bills put the beat down on the Rams. And going into the game, the Bills were receiving a lot of hype. Now it's in overdrive. We were talking earlier this week about a graphic from NFL Network, and they had six analysts, and six different analysts had the Bills winning the Super Bowl over you know five different NFC teams that they picked. And we're not talking about winning this week. We're talking about everybody agreeing on one Super Bowl winner. You don't see that a lot in the NFL, which is designed for everybody to be decent. But uh, how about you? Are the, are the Bills that good, or do you have another team winning the Super Bowl this season? The Bills are really good. <laughs> I had to chat. I, was, I couldn't listen to the game last night. I was working down in Washington, but I was watching the game uh, across the bar, and you know, I was watching some of the plays and some of the throws, and uh, you know, Josh Allen, he's so talented. And then they've got great running backs, great receivers, uh, a really good offensive line, and their defense is in 
it, it, I'm not going to say they're over, they're underappreciated, but they're pretty daggone good too. And Von Miller is still good after all these years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you sit there and look at that and you're like, wow. <laughs> so I would say they would definitely be in the top two or three teams to early on to pick and win the Super Bowl, but they've still got 15 weeks of the regular season left. you got to stay injury-free. Luck pay, plays a big part in the NFL. Who gets hurt? Who doesn't get hurt? And uh, But right now, man, they, they look really, really good. They look really good. Will uh, Baker Mayfield beat his old team on Sunday? Yes, they will. The right. Panthers will win tomorrow. How about Sunday? So who does Cleveland – who is Cleveland now on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? With us? They're going to win this weekend. Excuse me. Who is Cleveland's quarterback? And this is being actually being taped for Saturday, so tomorrow is actually right. So we're good. <laughs> Were you going to ask who's Cleveland's quarterback? Yeah, who's Cleveland's quarterback? That would be former Florida Gator and NC State Wolfpack uh, quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Like I said, Carolina is going to win Sunday. How about that? All right, there's Morgan Aylers on record. Fuck. Uh, how about Friday? Lock it up, folks. Lock it up. How about tonight, uh, Morgan? D.H. Conley. Put a little scare into Cleveland, didn't they? I was surprised to see how well they hung around with Cleveland last week. And uh, D.H. Conley off to a good start this season, coming off a loss, though, after uh, losing to a really good team last week. Yeah, Cleveland's as good as advertised. They're one of the top teams in the state, and they, they have been for several years, and they just got to have a really good program down there. And that's one of the areas that it, you don't have four or five schools within a 10-mile radius. So they can, you know, a lot of the players, you know, they feed into the Cleveland high school system, and they really do a good job of developing the talent down there. And Conley played them well last week. Uh, could have a couple breaks go their way. might have been a different outcome. They're going to be playing Northern Nash. It's 3-0 and this weekend. Uh, you know, they go to Northern Nash, and uh, they've really – I think they've allowed 12 points all year. I mean, they the Knights are really good, and it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think Coach Connor is starting to get his team – uh, ready for conference play, which is never easy in the Big Carolina, and we'll talk about uh, that with him a little bit later on tonight before the uh, D.H. Conley uh, Pirate Radio Game of the Week, of course, is in Northern Nash, and that game will be on the air about 7 o'clock, and the high school huddle kicks off about 6. That it does. Uh, coming up about 40 minutes from now, Morgan Aylers joining us. Morgan, enjoyed the chat, man. We'll uh, hear your booming voice coming up Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to a clip. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great weekend. And as always, enjoy the fifth quarter call-in show. Yes, sir. We'll be here coming up Saturday night on uh, Pirate Radio. All right, there's Morgan Aylers on the Pit Electric live line. Shirley, what are what are those? Are we looking at fried Oreos here? Fried Oreos, which can be purchased at Freeboot Friday. Sparky Snowballs brought them over to us. Sorry, I've got a mouthful of Oreo. Um... And they're going to be over at Freeboot Friday. So if you've never had a fried, a deep fried Oreo with powdered sugar on top, I'm telling you. Take the whole thing. It is heaven. CJ's going for seconds. I haven't had any yet. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. I've had three. I probably shouldn't have had had that many. And you didn't give CJ one? No, I gave him a plate and told him to go get his own. (laughs) Every man for himself. Look, I'm nobody's maid. I'm nobody's, you know, and I'm nobody's mama. So I'm not going to fix your plate. I just (laughs) fix your own. (laughs) Get your own. Uh, Shirley, it's time to give away an 18 pack of Budweiser beer. Well, hold on. Let me finish this powdered sugar. All right, fine. I'll wait for you. It was yummy. Okay, hold on. No, I'm good. 
Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Alright, 317-1250. Who wants an 18-pack of Budweiser bottles? It can be yours, the king of beers, if you are caller number... 12. Must be 21 or over. 21 or older and have not won in the month of September yet. And it can be yours. Alright, we're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere for their customers. They have one of the biggest used car inventories in eastern North Carolina, and you can shop online today at EastCarolinaChryslerDodge.com. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Now let's head back in. Oh, and congratulations to Josh Thomas. He was our uh, big winner for our free Beer Friday. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a football Friday. We're talking about Allen Robinson last night. One catch, 12 yards. Disappointing. Uh, I saw a stat. He played in 65 of the 67 snaps for the Rams. And stats to consider. Guy said, uh, played in those snaps and ran whatever amount of routes and it said good night of cardio for alan robinson they got paid heavily to go out there and run he got a cool uniform he was on tv so it wasn't all bad but if his objective was to catch passes and be a part of the actual football game uh he did not accomplish that feat last night i saw somebody put him on make a make a picture they put him on a milk carton have you seen me (laughs) is that that's not a thing anymore is it no i don't think think we use the internet now but you know first uh message board slash internet was the milk carton people forget that uh you'll see this now <laughs> people put up so here's what you all you got to do you got to get a decent looking graphic a picture of the guy put words in quotes and people will believe it no matter what it is you know what i'm talking about yep uh this is one with alan robinson that somebody made on twitter it said all summer when Cooper and Stafford were having breakfast, I kept trying to join them, but they made me sit by the garbage every time. Then they throw scrambled eggs and sausage links at me and chant, egg boy, egg boy. I thought it was just team Bondi, but now I realize they were laughing at me, not with me. And then it says, Allen Robinson, after a poor week one showing with his new team. <laughs> like, what is that? A very random, long way to go there. But somebody's going to read this and say, oh my goodness, they got big problems going on uh, in L.A. I say buy low on Allen Robinson. Trade for Allen Robinson right now in your fantasy league. That's what I say. All right, let's head out to the Pit Electric Live Line. Joining us, Brian North, WCTI 12. The Blitz coming your way tonight. After another night of high school football, he joins us on the Pit Electric Live Line. North, how you doing today? 
I'm doing all right. You know, we're just uh, cruising along here, clicking through September. Before you know it, we'll be wishing the football season was still here. You're right. And, uh, man, it, it all hits you so fast that you dive into high school football for a couple weeks. And then, you know, ECU and local uh, college football is here to cover. Now the NFL is around. So it is just jam-packed from now until the rest of the calendar year basically and uh yeah. we're volleyball people we're in the uh we're in the middle of the storm here so let's start with east carolina brian how do you think they bounced back after just a, an absolute heartbreaker uh the way they lost to nc state last week that's the million dollar question right i mean vegas has them picked by what 12 and a half yeah it's astounding to me i guess maybe they're playing off the nc state one point loss thinking that they played really well, but that hangover of losing a game, a rivalry game that you really want to win, is a real thing. And that's why they say don't let one loss turn into two. And look, Mike Houston's been pretty good about that, about rallying his troops. But this Old Dominion team, I would think, would have the retention beating Virginia Tech. And I know this may not be your your uncle's Virginia Tech being uh, the, the Beamer days, but it's still beating an ACC team in your own house and doing it the way they did it, that should have the Pirates' attention where they can rebound. And, and what did Ruffin McNeil always say? Winning is the great deodorant. So if you want to get that bad feeling out of you, you got to go out there and you got to win. And so uh, the million-dollar question, can they not let that NC State loss linger, and can they go out there and beat a very good OVU team? Mike Houston and Ricky Ronnie both giving the same message. Forget about last week and for two different reasons, right? And and let's, yeah. let's not, you know – worry about Virginia Tech absolutely stinking right now. Let's just talk about ODU beating an in-state team that looks down on ODU. And, you know, they're a pretty good football team. I, it is interesting, Brian, and, and kind of switching gears here, but ODU picked last in their division, and that division includes James Madison, uh, who jumps up to the FBS level. And uh, I'm sure Ricky Ronnie used that as some motivation. I think they're a pretty good football team. We'll see it tomorrow, but it also shows you the Sun Belt's a pretty darn good football league, I guess, top to bottom. The Sun Belt's great, but let's face it. These preseason polls, we always base them on the previous year. Yeah. JMU and Old Dominion weren't part of that league, so where do you pick them? You just pick them last because you don't know much about them. So it's yeah. an ignorant thing. And so now you just have to wait and see. But no, Old Dominion, the Norfolk area, where all those great recruits come from, going back to the Bruce Smith days and uh, Ronald Curry and Michael Vick and Allen Iverson. The list goes on and on of great football athletes that came out of that area and continues to this day. It's a very fertile ground. So Old Dominion, there's a reason they've been able to rise so fast since reestablishing that program in 2009 and getting all the way up to 1A football now and, and looking like they're going to be competitive there. It's because of recruiting and getting those guys in there. So uh, it's, a, it's an area ECU's recruited and had some good players and success through the years. So Look, it's all about the Jimmys and Joes, as uh, the old saying goes. So um, it's not a surprise Old Dominion's good. It's just a matter of whether you can keep the guys academically eligible. They've had facility issues. They're trying to get upgraded. And, you know, coaches got stuck in an elevator last week. So uh, <laughs> some of those other ancillary things, but they've always had good athletes as whether you can get them to perform on the field. And dealing with success is one of the hardest things to deal with, being motivated when your belly is full. Brian North joining us. Luckily, we know a lot about our bellies being full and can stay <laughs> humble and hungry, as Skip Holtz would say, uh, despite that. Brian, uh, Holden Aylers made a couple of bad throws in the first half. They were picked off. He also, uh, I, I believe this was on the goal line stand where East Carolina recovered the fumble. They were backed up and had a chance on third down to hit a big play 
uh, probably for a touchdown and, and missed the throw. But outside of that, uh, looked pretty good. I, I've been saying all week it's really tough to throw the ball when you can't run the ball. You know, and and usually if uh, if a team's shutting down the run, they're pretty much going to shut down everything. So I was pretty impressed with the way East Carolina was able to throw the ball, especially uh, there in the second half. So how about you? Your your thoughts on uh, Aylers Week One? Uh, yeah, I've been saying all year NC State was going to be the best defense they faced all year. I mean, I mean that's a little uh, premature to say, but I just felt like if they could get through that game and get some offensive production, the rest is downhill. I don't think they'll face as good a defensive line and even a secondary as they faced last week. So you take all the positives you got from that NC State game. Outside of the missed kicks, there are so many positives you got to build on. But when you are unable to run the ball, and that's going to be ECU's bread and butter and strength before the season is done. They are going to have great success running the ball. We just knew it was going to be tough against that NC State defense. I thought they did pretty well adjusting and, and getting points on the board for the most part. So I wasn't disappointed. I, look, I thought Holton Miller's played, you know, not his best game, but I didn't think he played horrible. I thought he played pretty good against a really good defense. And he's had some success against Old Dominion. So he's just limiting the turnovers. you got to limit the turnovers, and that gives you a much better chance. But that will help when that running game gets better. And I expect that running game, that speed, is going to give that Old Dominion defense a little bit more trouble than it did NC State. Talking to Brian North, the Blitz coming up tonight. We'll get uh, to some high school football in a moment. East Carolina ODU, 6 o'clock. We will get underway 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Brian, are uh, you making plans to be there tomorrow night? Uh, I'm on that uh, game day decision. <laughs> decision, you know, yeah. with the family. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you, I'll give you some inside information that you guys don't care about at all. But working the morning schedule, I get very little sleep during the week. Yeah. Fridays and Saturdays are my time to catch up a little bit where the alarm clock's not set for 2 a.m. So if I stay up later on Fridays, which I'm doing with high school football, that gives me only Saturday to get some sleep. So with a night game, I'm not quite sure. It all depends if uh, Grandma comes through and I get a good nap in, I may show up. But this may be a fall asleep on the couch and watch game. Yeah, Brian North on that uh, nocturnal schedule. So uh, I understand if you can't make it out there uh, to that one. But uh, other games going on, Brian, I did see we are – we seem to talk a lot of Wake Forest on our chats on Friday. Somebody needs to give them some love. And did see Sam Hartman's coming back. Uh, Wake Forest taking on Vanderbilt. So nice to see. Uh, we didn't know, you know, how many. We didn't really know a lot about what was going on, but didn't know how long he was going to be out. He's going to be back right. for uh, for Vanderbilt coming up tomorrow. And that'll be good. And look, they probably could beat Vanderbilt without him, but you almost want him to get in a game where he shakes some of the rust off and don't ask him to do too much and maybe not even have him play the whole game. Maybe sub him out with uh, the quarterback that played last week. But they're going to need him if they want to be that top 15, top 10 team. I don't know if they can be a top 10, but if they want to get there, they're going to need Sam. So might as well start getting him worked back in. He's missed, what, three weeks, four weeks at least. So uh, the rest of the team is is great, but he's going to be the difference maker if they're going to have one of those special seasons. So, uh, this is almost like a preseason game for him to kind of shake off the rust against Vanderbilt. And I'm probably not giving Vanderbilt the respect with their defense. They're still an SEC team, and they still have an SEC defense. Maybe not a good one, but they still have one. So and going on the road is always an issue with college football teams, with environment. Not that Vanderbilt is a great environment by any means, but I'm, I'm watching that one in the App State uh, at Texas A&M game. Those are the ones that have really got my interest peaked besides ECU. How about uh, another team going on the road that uh, needs to fix their defense quickly? North Carolina. <laughs> I remember it, it kind of scratching my head, like, why are we? Uh, why is ECU playing this home and home with Georgia State? 
I'm really scratching my head trying to figure out why North Carolina is going to Atlanta to play Georgia State. But uh, the Panthers took on South Carolina last week, played them tough. South Carolina won. North Carolina uh, played in an absolute circus of a game in Boone and uh, did end up beating App State, but now they take on Georgia State. So uh, I just, I'm fascinated to see what kind of product North Carolina puts on the field this week. Will they play games into the 50s all year long, 60s, or, you know, will they have kind of a normal score on Saturday? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I think App State's pretty good offensively, and they didn't even reveal all their weapons. And, and there's some things that North Carolina's got to work out, and they still are missing some guys like Jaquarius Conley, the Northside Jacksonville product, who's going to be out at least the first four weeks while he comes back from his injury. And so they don't, they don't have quite the experience. They're looking for game experience, correctability. They certainly have the athletes. Uh, but App is pretty good. Let's put that on the board. I think they're going on the road to uh, Georgia because, one, it's a fertile recruiting ground for North Carolina, and, two, Mac Brown sees it as a winnable play where he can get his guys on the road to kind of get them acclimated for the season. So uh, they beat him 59-17 at home last year. I think he kind of feels like this can be one of those learning experience games. It's also a game that will get you to, what, 3-0 and on the season? Yeah. Uh, you can go down there and win. and. And then find out if you can get some of those issues. So, and, I mean, they could be a very shaky three and O come Saturday night. I mean, three and O is three and O, but you know they, they gave up some points that Florida A and M. They had that wild one last week. We'll see what they look like tomorrow. But you know, Mac Brown will take every win he can get. Right. Yeah. And look, defense has never been his point of strength by any means as a head coach. But uh, they've got Gene Chizik in there, and I just think the defense, as long as they stay relatively injury-free, I do think that defense will get better because they're so young and learning experience as you go along. So the, the challenge will be, can they teach these young guys uh, to get better on defense? I think that's the one thing to watch, especially with an experienced defensive coordinator like Chisholm. I get the the fertile recruiting ground thing, but I mean, there's no way that's a big a deal in 2022 as it was in 1982, right? I mean, internet and all that stuff so it, it maybe carries a little weight but it can't it can't have the emphasis that it once did you know when it comes to recruiting now right hard to say yeah i mean uh, you get kids in that area to come watch you in person that maybe can't travel to chapel hill quite as much i don't know but yeah. i just think it's a, such a big metropolitan area and has such good football in georgia it can't hurt you either i mean i wonder if he brings like a basketball player on the road with him like uh <laughs> This week we're going to bring, uh, you know, Vince Carter. He's going to come to the game with us and meet some recruits. You've got to, you know, the, the RPI stuff and, and road wins. You got to, you got to pick and choose your moments where you can get winnable games. I mean, they certainly don't want to go to places like Ohio State. I mean, or, or um, Texas or Texas A and M or Oklahoma. You're not seeing them schedule those games. They're going on the road with challenges where they think they can win and still get better. So I don't <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I thought going to App was awesome. I'd yeah. love to see more of that. It's just after that game, I'm sure Mac Brown was like, okay, check that one off my list. Right. Old school, we're never going there again. You know who is going to Texas, Brian? Alabama. And they are 20-point favorites on the road at Texas. I mean, that's, yeah. that's nuts, and, and it makes sense, too, all at the same time. <laughs> It does. It's like, it's going to be one of those. Oh, you're going to be joining our league. Here's your welcome to the league present early, and smack you right in the mouth on your own turf, so you know what you're going to be getting into. It's kind of like you know the, the first day of school when kids get that pecking order and being a bully. You know, uh, Alabama wants to make sure Texas knows where it is in the old uh, pecking order of the SEC, and it's it's not where they think they're going to be when they enter the league. Yeah, the old uh, what if you go to jail, you go find the biggest guy and punch him in the face. I don't think that punch is going to go well for uh, Texas. 
on uh, Saturday. Brian North joining us. Brian, uh, Baker Bowl coming up Sunday at Bank of America Stadium as uh, the Panthers take on the Browns. This line has been kind of funky. I thought it was low to start. Well, now it's like a pick em. So some somebody's out there uh, on the Browns, I guess. And uh, I get I, the talk going into it is the Browns have a good team around Jacoby Brissett and maybe the uh, – the Panthers don't have a good team around Baker Mayfield. I, I disagree with that. I've heard that narrative, but I mean, I, I don't know. I like the Panthers in this one. How about you? No, I, I thought the Panthers all along, especially when I heard Deshaun Watson wasn't going to play. But I, I look, I drink the Kool-Aid on the Panthers because I, I hear and see more of them than I do any other team. And so I see Iki Iquanu at left tackle and playing really well. I see the better offensive line. I see that young defense that was really fun to watch last year and should be even better this year. I see the Christ, uh, Christian McCaffrey healthy for game one, although he's listed on the injury report with, with a shin. But I just – and Baker going against his old team. I just – at home, I just can't see where Jacoby Brissett and company come in there and win that game. But, look, maybe Baker gets too jacked up for it. Maybe he tries too hard. Maybe he gets turned over. Maybe he gets blindsided and taken out of the game, and it's P.J. Walker that's got to finish it. There's all sorts of scenarios, but if you're asking me to put money on the game, no, my, my money would go on the Panthers at home, revenge game, all these things, and Matt Rule on the hot seat. Uh, I think this Panther team is going to surprise a few people, and it's a matter of whether they can sustain it and stay injury-free. Brian North joining us on the Pit Electric Live line, the Blitz coming up tonight. And i uh, got some high school football action for you coming up 7 o'clock. D.H. Conley football back on Pirate Radio. we got the high school huddle at 6 o'clock. North, uh, before we look ahead, uh, what stood out to you last Friday night? What were the uh, the big ones, in your opinion? Yeah, I know D.H. Conley gave Cleveland everything. They did, yeah. Yeah, Cleveland's ranked in the top 20 in, in the state. And uh, Isaiah Crumpler, how about that kid, continues to live up to the hype. Everybody's focused on him and get – Every week he's making incredible plays, so he's living up to the hype, and he's been fun to watch. But that whole Conley team has been playing really well, so that one certainly jumped out to me. J.H. Rose, another revenge win, uh, smoking Northeastern, so that was one that jumped out to me. Um, you know, Newburn continues to roll right along, and keep an eye on Newburn tonight. They're traveling to Norfolk, uh, taking on a team, Maury, who was in the state finals last year, so that'll be their team. Hmm. Newburn's been dominant this year so far, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they have been great teams in the over the okay. but outside of that they've had two other easy wins over inferior opponents so we're still waiting to see this this will be a big two weeks for newburn they've got maury tonight which is their season opener so that may be in the hmm. advantage and then they've got havelock next week and that'll be the game of the century for that Talking to Brian North, you can check him out tonight on the Blitz and uh, make sure you watch it before he goes into hibernation uh, this weekend before he has to prepare for another very early morning on Monday. But, Brian, always uh, appreciate your time here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Everything good uh, outside of sports in your life right now? Yeah, not bad. The kids would just, you know, let me sleep on Saturdays would be better. It's the one morning they were Saturday morning, they were up early and uh, went to bed late, and so it was. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting week. You know, it was a short work week, but it felt like the longest work week of my life. I worked every day, and I'm tired, and I'm ready to sleep this weekend. Uh, <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. My po- my goal is, if I fall asleep during the game, I wake up in time to hear the last few calls of the uh, fifth quarter. Uh, there you go. 
Yep, you'll be up. Uh, maybe you'll wake up late with us coming up Saturday night as we will be here after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Brian, appreciate the chat, man. We'll uh, talk to you again. We'll try. Well, I tell you what, we'll see if we can spoil a nap for you tomorrow. We'll give you a call on the on the uh, Bud Light pregame tailgate. If you don't answer, I understand, but we'll we'll give it a shot. Nah, give me a ring. We'll uh, we'll definitely it'll save me from the kids probably because that'll be about uh, dinner time, and that's when the animals really get. <laughs> good stuff I'll out of the house for a while so that'd be awesome all right thanks brian appreciate it man all right, see you, Clippy. brian north joining us on the pit electric live line on a friday edition of pirate radio live let's take a break come back we will wrap it up with mark greenhelge golf shop radio show he joins us on the other side of this timeout after this listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 uh, 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All righty, one more guest to go on this Friday. Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, returning to Pirate Radio saturday 8 a.m and uh, we'll talk to him now on the pit electric live line greeny how you doing on this friday i'm doing well Club, how about yourself hey doing fantastic looking forward to a packed football weekend and a big day here saturday on pirate radio our pregame coverage gets underway two o'clock on the bud light pregame tailgate and we're with you after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show we've got uh we've got our programming beginning 8 a.m on Saturday with the Golf Shop Radio Show. So you'll uh, kick us off on a busy Saturday, Greeny, and looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the world of golf and football. We'll start with golf, and uh, I haven't seen much in the news this week. One thing I did see yesterday, and uh, I I get flashbacks every time I see a sporting event postponed or canceled uh, when it's not weather-related, and this was uh, due to the death of uh, the Queen where they had to uh, suspend play at the tournament going on over there across the pond. But uh, they're going to pick that back up and finish it, not completing all the holes. Is that uh, is that what they're going to do, Greeny? Yeah, which, you know, so this the BMW PGA Championship. It's, it's one of the flagship events of the DP World Tour. Obviously, the biggest event over in Europe is the Open Championship. This is probably second on the list. They've actually relocated the timing of this event this week so that it doesn't interfere with anything on the PGA Tour because in the past it has. So again, this is the alliance between the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour to try and attract more names into their field, which it has done this week. But yeah, I'm a little I'm a little uh, put off by the fact. I mean, I, I totally get with them, you know, postponing play yesterday, not playing again today due to the death of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. But I don't understand why you can't get 72 holes in at this point, uh, why you just don't go to Monday. Uh, the next event is, you know, it's in Italy. It's not a tremendous trek 
from uh, from England to Italy. And you probably have maybe half the field uh, going over to play in, in that event as well. So not quite sure why we can't do a 54-hole event, but I mean, a 72-hole event, but uh, for the live guys, 54 holes fits right into their wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, the the 54 we're used to seeing over at the uh, with the other guys, you're right. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. What else is going on, Greeny, uh, to follow in the golf world this weekend, if anything? Uh, well, we're kind of getting ready for some President's Cup. Uh, we, we found out who our captain's picks were this week. So uh, on the Trevor Immelman International team, we got to see the addition of Taylor Pendrith, Sebastian Munoz, uh, Siwoo Kim, Cam Davis, Christian Bezadenhut, and K.H. Lee. And over on the American side, we got uh, Cameron Young, Billy Horschel, Colin Morikawa, Kevin Kisner, Jordan Spieth, Max Homa. I would say on the American side, it was pretty much what you were expecting. Obviously, the only difference being uh, they, they, we took numbers 8 through 12 on the, on the points list. With uh, Will Zalatoris being out, he was number 7. Uh, and the only thing that really would have made any surprise is Kisner jumping over Tom Hoagie and uh, J.T. Poston uh, as the 15th pick. Well, they were 13 and 14, but Kisner's got experience in the international uh, events before, so it makes total sense. A little curious for Trevor Immerman over on the international side. Uh, he had a couple guys, uh, Ryan Fox and Lucas Herbert who are a little bit higher ranked than some of these other guys. So that would be the only two surprises I saw on that team. But a lot of youth on the international squad. Youth and inexperience, I would say. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show, talking golf. Uh, we'll talk some football as well, Greeny. And your Clemson Tigers took a while for them to get rolling the other night. And they didn't really get rolling until the special teams defense picked them up against Georgia Tech. And we saw the... Uh, uh, the quarterback that everybody's excited about come in at the end, start slinging it around, lead a touch, touchdown drive. So what's the conversation been like for the uh, the Clemson fans when it comes to quarterback after seeing what you saw on uh, Monday night? Yeah, I mean, DJ was better, but I still don't like the fact that he just does not want to throw the ball. And the difference that you saw when Cade Klubnik comes in is he, okay, you know, here we are at the end of the game. You could say it's mop-up duty, but in real in realistic terms, I mean, he's playing against the majority of the starters for Georgia Tech, and he's playing with the second and third string guys on Clemson's offense. So you can't say that, you know, he was in mop-up duty. He, he didn't have his best players on the field, but Georgia Tech had a lot of theirs. And the thing that I saw that was different was he made two throws one which got him down right before the touchdown, into very tight windows for guys that, you know, if you didn't throw a perfect pass, it either doesn't get completed or gets knocked away or has a chance of getting picked off. I didn't see that from DJ. I felt like the DJ, when he has to make those kind of throws, he doesn't throw the ball, and he ends up taking a sack. He, he made one on one of the first, either the first or second possession, it was third down, and when they showed the play from behind, I mean, he had two guys down the right-hand side that, yeah, it's a tight window, but those guys are sitting in between, you know, the, the linebackers and the, and, the, and the secondary. It's a tight window, and he's not making that throw. And that's what troubles me with him. So I think that there is going to be a continued controversy if those kind of plays continue, even though it's a cupcake for the next two weeks. But I think if you see Klubnik, Making those throws and having that much success, if DJ starts slow in the Wake Forest game, which is game four, you might see a switch. Yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing how all that plays out, especially when we get into 
ACC season. Greeny, last week we talked about North Carolina going to Boone to take on App State, East Carolina hosting NC State, and those two ACC teams on upset alert. And, man, the, they were on high red alert uh, in the fourth quarter in those games. App State, a chance to, to win it. Uh, with a two-point conversion, didn't get it. Came back and had a chance to tie it with a two-point conversion, didn't get it. And, of course, East Carolina missing an extra point and a field goal at the end. So you could say luck was on the side of the Wolfpack and Tar Heels last week. They both survived scares on the road here in the uh, state of North Carolina. Yeah, I think last week uh, you and I talked about I think I actually picked ECU on your show. And I picked them again on Saturday. And I picked App State up at North Carolina. Both of those. <laughs> So I was uh, intrigued by both of those. Uh, interesting, you know, Chase Bryce was a former quarterback at Clemson. And uh, what, what, five touchdowns in the fourth quarter or six touchdowns in the fourth quarter against North Carolina? Um, so got to think the North Carolina's in a little bit of trouble. And I think maybe that might have been a big wake-up call for NC State. I, I thought that they were a little too big for their britches coming out of the gate this year. And I think I was right. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, Devin Leary did not look great. NC State's defense, I think, is going to be there uh, for them pretty much every week. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what they look like down the road. Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Green, you got an NFL game there in Charlotte, and I'll I'll ask you about your Patriots as well. But how about the Baker Bowl coming up on Sunday? What do you think about Panthers-Browns? Yeah, I don't know. I'm still not a huge Baker Mayfield fan. Um, I kind of always thought it was an – just not the best pick making him a number one overall pick in the draft uh so i've never really been sold on baker mayfield uh but at this point he's really the only choice for the carolina panthers i mean you know if he happens to get hurt in week one here uh the panthers are in a world of hurt as they have been with uh quarterbacks in, in, in the not too distant past here so we'll see how that plays out but uh certainly a very winnable game but uh you know uh we've seen this We've seen this book before when uh, Tom Brady got suspended at the beginning of a season. A certain quarterback that's going to be starting for Cleveland this week started those games for Tom Brady <laughs> as well. So he's used to coming in and, uh, and taking a little bit of uh, pressure in opening weeks of football season. So we'll see how that plays out as well. But, yeah, you got to give the Panthers the edge in this one. How about your Pats, Greeny? Kind of a, a weird offseason with the Patricia and the, the coaching thing. Who's the offensive coordinator, all that. And, you know, I've heard a lot of analysts say that the Patriots uh, could be a playoff team. There's also a, a possibility the Patriots could stink. I, I don't know. I, maybe somewhere in between. What, what's your feeling on the Pats and uh, their opener in Miami? Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic, trying to figure out if Bill Belichick is uh, trying to not tip his hand on what this offense is going to look like. I mean, they certainly have weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They certainly have uh, the majority of their defense back and added a few pieces, so you got to think the defense is going to be stout. Um, I think this is one of those opportunities where you look at, you know, how much do they let Matt Jones kind of open the playbook up a little bit? Last year we didn't see a whole lot of that, even though when you actually break down some of the statistics, you know, they actually did throw the ball down the field more than it, it seemed like. So that was kind of the strange thing that you got out of that whole dynamic. So I don't know. I mean, going down to Miami early, everybody's picking on him for that, saying it's, you know, he's desperate and doing all this stuff. But I mean, over the past 20 something years, Bill Belichick has proven that he's the, the best, if not one of the best ever in, in coaching a football team. So it's kind of hard to doubt him at that point until you see otherwise. Talking to Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. Greenio, what you got on tap for this week's show? 
Well, we've got uh, a little bit of golf that we're going to talk about. So, obviously, we're going to do our usual segment with Bill Bender, the Sporting News. So I'm sure we'll talk plenty of college football, what teams are right for upsets this week. Uh, we'll go to a couple of uh, serious XM personalities uh, on the golf side. So we're going to talk to Gary Williams, who does just about everything. He does podcasts, does serious XM. Uh, so we'll catch up with him. And we're also going to talk uh, with John McGinnis of McGinnis and Patrick and find out a little bit of what he's thinking about the, the captain picks for the international squad and the U.S. squad as we get closer to the President's Cup. And then we're also going to check in uh, with the director of golf down at Palmetto Dunes, Clark Sinclair. So lots of golf and a little bit of uh, everything else thrown in this weekend. Sounds great. Greeny, looking forward to it. You can check it out 8 o'clock Saturday right here on Pirate Radio, the Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, good luck to your teams this weekend. We'll uh, reconvene next Friday. All right, we'll do it. Thanks a lot, Club. Have a good one. Thank you, uh, Greeny. Mark Greenheld joining us on the program, as did Morgan Ehlers, Brian North, Tony Dunn, Isaiah Winstead, and uh, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer here on a Friday. And a fun Friday it was. And we are with you Saturday, 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to the six o'clock kickoff tune in to the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show immediately following the game thanks for tuning in today we're back with you on pirate radio live monday at three o'clock we'll see you then have a great weekend enjoy the football and we'll talk to you monday so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation